listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. So glad to meet you. My chef is super. My teacher, the little skirt you played was real fly, but she turned around and she winked her eye. So I stepped to her like I knew her. This is cool, but the raw mail is cooler. No, hate this song. Oh yeah. Okay, was that fine? Yes. Yes, that is. At the playground. <laughs> That's where I saw this cutie. No, hey. stop it. Man, that was the first song I got caught. Oh, ca- the monkey boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the first song I got caught dancing to when my mama came home early. Um, oh my god! Yeah, me and my no. brother, me and my brother had a whole routine. <laughs> we was in the couch. We we ain't clean up shit that day. We was just, we was in the living room getting it. Mess the couch all messed up. My mom came home like, "What are y'all doing? <laughs> what the fuck?" No, is I, I think I've here? heard that song every day since fifth grade or sixth grade. Wow, every day almost every day of my life you know because I, I always felt like you know i wish i had a song that had my name in it but now i see that that's that's a burden so um, yeah every aisha that's a burden to them well i'm I'm sorry to put you through that but <laughs> I, that okay. just that just shows how much um you know how, how you committed to the show and stuff and we really appreciate you yes uh doing that for us um so um for those that don't know um our guest today is aisha callahan who you guys may know you know but you might not know um we you know her through us reading so many articles mm-hmm. written by her uh, all the time and we we cover stuff on the show and 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 it wasn't it's like serendipity like i wasn't like going i'm only gonna read her stuff but i just kept noticing like the same headshot to all the articles i was like oh she just covers a lot of stuff that we cover so um aisha can you tell the people a little bit about yourself and um how you make maybe who you write for and all that stuff um i'm aisha callahan i've been writing for the root.com for the past two years and i cover everything entertainment pop culture black twitter um trending topics some sports even though i know nothing about sports <laughs> so just a little bit of everything yeah well we i mean you uh i think it like kind of goes with the vibe of our show because we just end up you know all the time being like mm-hmm. like we will talk about something and i'm like oh wait a minute she wrote this too right yeah I've, I've heard your show i was like wait a minute that's my article <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like i never think in my head to like give people credit for the stuff that i'm reading but i, I need to do a better job of that because i'm always just reading it like oh this is cool and i agree with them they made some good points and i move on to the next thing um uh, what just not even thinking about it but i want to do a better job of that so uh and i've been saying your name wrong for a, yes, a couple everyone years says now. it wrong yeah, so sorry about that. I actually emailed her today and was like, is it Yesha or is it Yesha? She was like, it's Aisha. I was like, oh, those are both wrong. Okay. <laughs> so that's why we don't assume. How, how'd you get into um, writing? Like, how, what was your, uh, your path to, uh, you know, to. Well, it wasn't a normal path. Mm-hmm. Up until the past three years, I was working in HR. Mm. I've been an HR manager, a VP of HR for a large apparel company, you know, HR for a university, but I was always a writer. So in my spare time, I would like pitch pieces. I would write for websites. Like I started my first paid writing job was with Blogger and I was a a mommy blogger. Mm. So from there, I would write on my own website and then I went to write for a talk show. 
a BET talk show, and I've been with The Root full time for two years. So what what was your favorite of the jobs so far? Um, it'll always be writing for Don't Sleep on BET, um, the TJ Holmes hosted talk show. Oh yeah, it got me. Mm. Yeah, got me my foot in the door when it came to TV writing. It was fast paced. I worked with my best friend and coworker, Black Snob, Danielle Belton. Um, we worked with the creator of The Daily Show, Madeline Smithberg. So she taught us a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. man. That's, yeah, is, so working in TV, um, how does that differ from, you know, like just your, like writing for, uh, The Root? Um, you get to be a little more candid with what you, with your content. Like I can curse. I can't mm-hmm. curse in the root. I have a potty mouth, so it's kind of hard I me mean, not to write like F this, F that every mm-hmm. article. But, um, you know, on TV, like working with TV, you, your jokes are, you know, a little bit more candid and you have a little bit more freedom, especially with, with it being late night TV. Yeah. No, yeah, well that, I mean, I could, I, I, I definitely could relate to that because I curse a lot. And, uh, yeah. you know, I always say, like, when people pay you, uh, a lot of times they're paying you not to do shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, here's your job. Um, no cussing, please. You know, like, <laughs> can you, can you write about, uh, the, how angry you are, but just don't use the N word at all? I'm like, oh, well, you are paying me. But exactly. Well, I learned the other week I can use bitch in my articles, which is pretty hilarious because I would never use that word. But I can use it. <laughs> yeah. Do you, now, how did you find that out? Did you send it in and then they were like, well, I, I wrote it out as B dash dash T C H, and she was like, "Oh, you can write bitch out." I was like, "Really?" Mm. So, of all words I can use, bitch is one of them. Now, does that make you start wanting to test the orders or other words and just like slide them through editorial process? No, because I I know they'll just dot dot them out. So, because oh, okay. <laughs> I, I would just start writing articles like Steve Harvey, this nigga, <laughs> and then just send it in, just see, you know, maybe it slides through, maybe it doesn't, you know. You know, yeah, but then Steve Harvey has a lot of fans. They'll come at true. me in my mentions, and you know, yeah, yeah, I don't want the Ashley Larrys, you know, <laughs> doing a witch hunt again. No, nah, you you don't want them. Like they might not listen to podcasts, but they roll. Them old folks be rolling deep now. Exactly. Um, speaking of which, like, what is the thing you wrote about, like, or have written about, or talked about in the past that you have gotten a lot of flack for? Um, earlier this year, I wrote about Isaiah Washington and his comments on Chris Rock and when Chris Rock was pulled over. Yes. And so he told Chris Rock that he needs to adapt. And so I wrote about that and basically like why, you know, basically my opinion was why would Chris Rock needs to get a a cheaper car and not drive a fancy car. Right. And so all the hoteps came after me because apparently Isaiah Washington is like hotep God. Oh, and so oh, I, I didn't okay. know this. So, this is new to me. Yeah, yeah. And so they came after me saying, "Why am I putting down the black man?" And you know, just crazy stuff. I was called uh, agent of white supremacy. You know, someone made a twenty-minute blog. I mean, twenty-minute YouTube about me. It was crazy. Wow. wow. A- agents of white supremacy seems like it should come on right after Agents of Shield. I would, <laughs> yes, yes, I would watch, watch that. that. Me too. Yeah, they could. Mar- so that was pretty. That was pretty interesting. Marvel. Presents. I didn't know Isaiah Isaiah Washington had so many fans. Well, I can see that. Like, because um, I remember when they said that stuff about uh, Chris Rock needs to get a Prius. <laughs> And yeah, he, that was that was that. That was that time. Yep. Yeah, I, and that I felt motivation. like the next tweet should have been like, "This tweet sponsored by Prius. <laughs> <laughs> come, come get the new Prius 2015s, right. fresh in stock." 
you yeah, too can so, get 50 miles per gallon <laughs> so, i mean it was a it was a long week it was that was that that lasted for about a week now so. did you did you party when isaiah washington ended up getting pro, uh profiled in that hotel lobby later that year see i don't even know about that yeah that so yeah yes. he got yes he, later on in the year he got racially profiled right. in the lobby of a hotel smoke now keep in mind it, okay this is gonna sound fucked up but i mean i don't think he got racially profiled he was uh, smoking a cigar in the lobby of a fancy hotel you're well, not supposed to be allowed to do not that smoking right and he went on twitter and stuff was like i got racially profiled because i was smoking a cigar profile (laughs) right because you was breaking their rules but he got black as hell that day it was he was like i'm back to black i understand guys i i get it now um yeah i couldn't believe it yeah you know he i i I stopped following him so yeah i don't (laughs) don't blame yeah he was like i'm about that black ain't he the dude that says some homophobic stuff yeah that's i mean well that's probably how he got to be like hotel king yeah because you know they Uh, you know okay that's how they started worshiping him yeah okay yeah i want to say uh april yeah april 24th he said uh isaiah washington a silicon valley hotel racially profiled me for being an uppity negro with a cigar (laughs) yep smoking in their lobby which is no smoking just about everywhere nowadays Mm -hmm. oh lord yep he was i mean a cigar i mean you should have been smoking some weed that would have been something you know (laughs) what if if it was like a a black and mild you know (laughs) they caught me smoking looks like the type who would smoke a black and mild though yeah Mm -hmm. like he's like he smoked a black coffee and a black and mild Mm -hmm. and call it call it a cigar so we act like it ain't like you know like come on man we know that's a a black and mild i like my coffee dark like my skin i actually smoke golden mouths because it's more sophisticated (laughs) golden mild you you negroes and your black and mouths and y'all driving y'all fancy cars Mm -mm. give me a prius and a gold um yeah he said he had fallen asleep at one in the morning in this hotel uh smoking a cigar don't set that shit on fire. He feels he was targeted solely because of his race. Security just wanted my black behind out of the hotel for being an uppity Negro with a cigar. He didn't like the way I looked. Mm, nor the way or the way your cigar smelled right right because the thing about it is that cigars have a very distinct smell and they're a little stronger than cigarettes and this is one of those things where uh sir you're gonna burn down the whole goddamn hotel because you smoking and went to sleep so for the record for the record driving a fancy car getting pulled over and profiled by the police as a black man your fault right smoking a cigar falling asleep at one o'clock in the lobby of a fancy hotel and being told you got to get out that's racism so just (laughs) if you're keeping track at home okay (laughs) that all happened within like a month span of those comments so good thing i didn't write about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) good thing that just that was not on my radar that would have been a good time to try out my diss nigga headline just to see if it (laughs) see if it make it through the editorial process and Um, i star star now um we're gonna get back to aisha in a second but let me do all my uh business for the show real quick um the blackout tips itunes stitcher you can find us there leave us five star reviews if we like them we'll read them on the show if we don't like them we'll pretend they didn't exist 
the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today marks day 382 that bobby Schmurder has been locked up in jail without his bail hearing um or his bail being lowered Mm-hmm. uh i don't know martin scurley already back on the streets okay ain't that the truth bill cosby back on the streets <laughs> this nigga's still in jail y'all life ain't fair um also we are sponsored today and i didn't even oh wait i was listening to sexy music haha <laughs> that's right i can just play some of this uh how about this uh today's show has a sexy sexy ass sponsor mm-hmm to get you into the new year new year new you new toys is what we say let us ask you a question are you getting enough of course not everybody wants more greed is good well adam and eve wants to help you get more with 10 free gifts they give you a sexy little surprise for her a second specially selected toy for him and third a little something that you both can enjoy plus you get six full-length adult movies on dvd and that means everything is legal. Nothing's crazy is going to happen. You know, no more watching movies where, like, somebody's wife come home in the middle. Y'all don't, like, I don't know what's going to happen on those uh, videos online. No. These have been cleared and sponsored and seen by people. So you guys can make sure that you, uh, you know, don't have anything crazy happen. And number 10, you get free shipping on your entire order. So we have to do to get your 10 free gifts. It's not hard. Go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be Adventure's new toy, sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code TBGWT at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts. Check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item and get 10 free gifts, including free shipping, when you enter offer code TBGWT. That's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Play me out, Erica. You got sugar on your Man, I never really listened to this album till today. Which one? That's a recent, most recent one. No, nah, that's Mama's Gun. That's from two thousand. Uh, oh, that's you know, everybody. That's everybody's favorite Erica Badu album. It is, but I, I'm like, I've you. never heard. I've never really <laughs> sat down. How could you and not have never heard it? that? I don't know because I've heard every other <laughs> Erica Badu album, and I love them all except uh, I never. I don't know. I guess I wasn't ready in 2016 is the year, guys. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I'm ready to get my entire whole life now. Oh, I thought this was her new stuff because I'm like, I like this. I've been living half a life and apparently Karen too. I didn't, Karen owned the CD. I didn't even own it in college. <laughs> I remember seeing it in your CD sleeve. Like, should I do it? Nope, not ready yet. <laughs> and you know, it's one of them things where I, I had and I was like, okay, I listened to it and life happened and mm-hmm. i just never actually sat down and played it but yeah well you know what's crazy is my favorite badu album is probably everybody's least favorite or at least from my understanding worldwide underground is my favorite i don't know why i just it's like a 45 minute just jam session and i don't I, remember anything from that album right nobody all the people that love eric they're just like yeah man that's not the one and i'm like i, I love it i I, we went when we saw um dave Chappelle's block party tour mm-hmm. erica badu was here and talib kwali was here uh, and she, she was a surprise yeah and she did um some stuff from worldwide underground and i was getting my whole life 
but i felt like the crowd was like what song what song is this now what is this <laughs> everybody looking around all crazy i'm, I'm sitting up there like back in the day with what nobody else okay now they're looking at you like wrong album (laughs) (laughs) i'll sit down i'm sorry i'll wait for next lifetime no and the thing about it is that one thing about her hey she's gorgeous she's just as gorgeous as everybody claims she is she got legs for days Mm -hmm. and she came up on stage with this skirt and no slip on and you could see through it and just see yeah. her luscious legs and <laughs> her band was playing and she kept changing outfits and oh it was just everything yeah that's before everybody knew she had ass like that this is before window seat so <laughs> i you had i guess you had to be in person to know because it right. wasn't like it was just like a rumor that you had heard through the grapevine but it was never confirmed right <laughs> that's what happened that's how you know common went you know crazy it may you know what i started wearing knit hats right when i saw it i said okay yeah i understand <laughs> i right. get it i get it right. I, like of course you burn incense and wear shoulder pads from football uniforms andre of course right whatever it takes i get it brother right of course you wear hemp cloths now i'm not yeah. even mad at you because it's 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 one of those things like erica badu is one of the few people that will look at me and say i take your man i'll be like you know what yeah you want me to in the package i feel like he like <laughs> she just looked at comment and was like you know what you don't need no good beats to do an album and he was like oh. i'm gonna do electric circus i'm gonna just you right baby i don't need i even bought that album i i bought that album me too that was back and... when, yeah that was back when you had to actually physically buy an album right physically buy like mm-hmm. not you couldn't just go oh let me get this off itunes so that even though you spent ten dollars it really didn't you know waste any of your time and your life but uh yeah i bought that album from the store plastic packaging everything put that in my car i want to say by the time i got home i was like well i'm done with common that's that was it i think I t- it only took me two songs mm-hmm. i think i listened to maybe two songs in that album and that was it he was literally my favorite rapper when that album came out and now he's not like <laughs> that i was hurt i was like kind of really never recovered yeah mm. like you so you just done rapping huh okay. that's why he's an actor now right yeah Right. i don't even you know what's funny i don't even like him as an actor because of that album i'm not joking but he's bad he's i don't wooden. like him as an actor because he sucks but right you know. he's very he's very wooden i don't know if anybody like he plays himself like you're yeah. like okay you, you just wouldn't dude well he was in uh that terminator movie they did and he was like i still uh i'll never forget that one line where he was like the signal it worked i was like <laughs> I was like, there's no way they wrote that in the script. No, Mm-mm. that's not how that was written. That, that's ab lib, sir. Yeah. sir. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a, that's an S I, that was missing. Yeah, I'm a poor professional voice actor. Yeah, you, you tweak that, sir. But, you know, so I'm sure he's a, a great guy, but I'm done with him. <laughs> you shouldn't have made that album, just, bro. Just don't act anymore. <laughs> I'll be trying to listen to his new music and I'll be thinking mm-hmm. about Electric Circus like, nah, man, that's that's messed up, bro. I'm good. You trying so now you're gonna go back to being okay. Mm-mm. Um, nope, take your dashiki cloth and go on somewhere, my friend. <laughs> uh, back to Aisha. Um, so you have a book that you are uh, that you participated in. Yeah, it's about celebrity crushes mm. and your first celebrity crush. And um, I was approached by a friend of mine, and when he said Stephen King was taking part in it, also who's my favorite author. I was like, okay, let me go write my essay real quick. Mm. <laughs> so 
I wrote my essay about my favorite celebrity crush, who I can't tell. Okay. I, they told me not to say who it was. All right. So, All right. I'm, I'm, gonna but, guess, you know, I'm, I'm was, just going to guess that is not any of the guys from ABC. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. They no, one will, no one will guess it. You know, that's the, that, that was the, that's what he liked about it. He was like, are you serious? He's like, this mm. is your, fa- your first celebrity crush. I was like, yeah. He was like, I was like, I grew up in New Jersey. You know, this is who was big in New Jersey back when I was like in the eighties, you know, when I was a kid crushing on people, mm. you know, one hint is, um, I guess I can give a hint. Um, the boy in the plastic bubble. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm not going to. It was a movie. All right. I'm from like gonna... the eighties, seventies. Well, no, it was probably from the seventies, but I saw it in the eighties. All right, I'm not gonna try to. I'm gonna help you get your keep your money by just pretending that I I don't even. Well, I got know. my money already. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, still go read the book to find out, guys. Okay, it's yeah. a cliffhanger. You guys can get it. Uh, it's, it's called Crush. Writers reflect on love, longing. I'm telling on myself. Somebody, somebody in the chat. <laughs> you know the chat. They probably already guessing. They probably like, mm-hmm, it's so and so, but, um. But yeah, it's called Crush. Writers reflect on love, longing, and last the lasting power of their first celebrity crush. Yeah, it doesn't come out until April, but you can pre-order it. All right, make sure y'all get it. Gay is in it. Roxanne Gay, one of my favorite writers, she's in it also. Um, Stephen King, James Franco, and a couple other people are in it. Emily Gold. um, I don't know who that is. uh, She... (laughs) She's in it. Okay, guys. I don't know who she is, though. Um... I feel like I follow Me her either. on Twitter. Me either. Don't feel bad. Um, if you guys don't know who she is, she's an American author, originally from Silver Spring, Maryland, and she's the co-owner with Ruth Curry of the NDE Bookstore, Emily's Books, and the former co-editor at Gawker.com. That's where I know her from. Oh, know. that's okay. That's Emily. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I get it from now. somewhere. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I I know this this name. <laughs> uh, and okay, then. Uh, at any rate, man, and y'all should uh, go get it because you know we all had celebrity crushes. I'm sure growing up. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you, who's yours? Who me who as a yours? kid? Yes. Oh man, let's see. Probably. Hmm. Let's see. That was Baroness from uh, GI Joe. That a cartoon character? Yeah, because yeah. I thought at the time I thought that uh, Destro was a black dude. Um, <laughs> so I was like, all oh, good for them, like. Uh, a brother got a girlfriend you know and then um i guess janet jackson for a period when i was coming up you know like right around that uh control you know that era um i don't know man i had to think about it i'm sure there's more right. but right i felt yeah you know the, that one is that i guess that was kind of hard i i had my uh when i was younger i had my light-skinned uh brother phase mm, i'll be sure i'm sure what i'll be sure that for williams yes mm-hmm. them soft jerry curls yeah you know you had a jerry curl so right right so sense. so that was my 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 love and right the, fric- yeah. the friction from that that love would have just caused a fire probably right, right. <laughs> my juice and they juice would have been just too much juice <laughs> for the world cases. y'all have been drowning in juice on your pillowcases right, right. wouldn't, wouldn't have nobody survived that interaction um <laughs> uh, let's see oh that the lady from the apollo that used to come out um, um cookie kiki shepherd yeah, yeah. yeah. i said that that was her name and yeah. i think uh when when i was younger uh prince 
and my mm-hmm. my thing about uh prince same thing he had you know purple rain had to solve i can't tell you how many times i watched that goddamn movie so you like stoney jackson also or was that going back too far let me see he had a jerry curl <laughs> i'm about to say i see face i used to just like anybody with a jerry curl right <laughs> right is that what it, it was it wouldn't surprise but i see er- the face yeah eric lasalle in uh coming to america did you like him too he's <laughs> 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 just in the jerry curls easy e were you a big easy e fan you know no i wasn't an easy e fan i was just joking oh okay <laughs> oh easy e fans don't shoot me sorry yeah i don't know man um also um vanity from last dragon she was in there yes because i but i can't tell if that's just because i love last dragon so much and i just wanted bruce lee already to be happy you know sheila e well yeah not i mean sheila I, e, not I, for I, me. I liked her because she played the drums yeah i feel like I, I think i just watched porn too early i was just in, <laughs> I, was, God. Like, I was just like i was like uh these ladies are fine but they're not doing the things vanessa del rio is doing so <laughs> That's, now the same level that's what i'm into these days <laughs> like i don't no no offense talented people but there's more than one kind of talent out there but have um, you seen her recently vanessa mm-hmm. del rio yeah yeah but she's like <laughs> older now like it's not fair because like when i was a kid she was an adult doing what were you porn. doing watching porn as a kid though um i um, mean when i say kid i'm like 13 14 i mean that's it, still a kid i mean but uh it was not like i went and purchased it or something i was sneaking into my parents room watching that stuff it was not like you're watching the spice channel you're watching the cloudy snow on the spice channel yeah. weren't you it's not like no they were videos it's not like they knew though you know what i'm saying vhs i was i was watching the fuzzy channels on showtime and then skin yeah i graduated from that once i found the first porn vhs tape in the house i was like a whole new world a whole new world <laughs> <laughs> i was like a whole new i was like what is this uh so yeah i was kind of like once i knew that was happening i was just like oh no i'm into this now i don't need uh like it's cute paula abdul that's very nice but uh <laughs> you ain't got nothing on ebony a so you can just chill on that no so. porn makes me nauseous i can't watch it yeah the first time i watched it i did get nauseous because it was like too much oh like what's like what's no, happening the first here? time i think i was like 10 and i was mm. my uncle left me home alone to go get something from the store and I saw these blank VHS sets, these cassettes. And I was like, oh, what's, you know, why are these all blank? So all I right. popped one in and then I threw up, literally yeah. threw up on the floor. Uh-huh. And since then, I can't take porn, you know. Oh, yeah. You were traumatized. Huh? I, yeah, I'm, I was still traumatized. Yeah, I, I was too the first time, but I conquered my fear. I looked fear in the face and I said, no, you will not get the best of me. And I, I watched it again. Uh-huh. So, and the second time I was like, oh okay <laughs> i see i i see you porn i see what this is about so <laughs> it's, I, it's like a, porn my the one thing about porn like from what i've seen in the past because i don't i can't watch it i can't mm. stomach it they all have dirty feet their couches are always dirty i just don't understand why it looks oh, so unclean it depends i mean it depends, depends on, on what you watch yeah, obviously really i mean like if you used our uh adam and eve thing you got those six free like it's not gonna like those are all like professional sets yeah feet feet They're, being washed then they yeah. have no storyline well those the ones on adam and eve will have storylines yeah. but i'm just saying i don't plots. think that, i don't think that necessarily makes it better but they will have storylines um and like it's like adam and eve will have like actors that like are in the porn to not have sex like 
oh we need the delivery guy and we're also going to need um the guy who checks the luggage just as actors like they're not even here to be like to do sex they're just here to be like your back your package is here ma'am and like then they leave so um, and then the people have sex right and then some (laughs) other people have sex um but you know that on those sets i'm sure they have like feet cleaners or something because i don't see like dirty feet i've seen so many dirty feet yeah but honestly though i don't i feel like uh, i don't have a lot of porn turnoffs because i'll just be like that's real sometimes people got dirty feet you know like and that's why all, a lot of the black poems you see it with the white socks and the hats because they come oh, up, they, they dirty the feet and they bald heads. Right. Or so Tim's, keep their Tim's on right, during yeah. the sex. Um, you know, a whole nother level of realness, you know. <laughs> it's just, Who got time to take off shoes? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it depends on what you're watching, man. I was talking to someone yesterday and they were just like, um, talking about how they think porn is bad. And I was like, I, yeah, some of it is. Like, I'm sure it's, I don't think, anything of everything is all good but you know it's like it really does depend on what you're watching not everything's the same that's sometimes i watch stuff and i'm just like who is the person that gets hard to this oh right i hope i don't know you you know what i mean (laughs) like like this is the kind of thing you into no thank you like like, these people are crying on screen this doesn't seem okay no do i need to call the cops where are you located at give me turn your location on right but i try not to judge because i'm sure there's something in my catalog that'd be like really disgusting you have a catalog uh mm-hmm. yeah i would think so and my yeah. my mental rolodex yeah, he's, my, he's a connoisseur uh, yeah my, a yeah I, I, I would assume that if you went through anybody's collection or internet history you would find something where you're like <laughs> okay this really okay this this this, this is what you're really into <laughs> and i'm supposed do, to believe you're a good human being do we okay. need to talk <laughs> do i need to report you i ate food at your house but okay that's fine that's fine <laughs> so i don't ask um all right so um <laughs> also what was your i forgot to ask learn your, something new every day hey man we don't here to share guys okay people don't know that you threw up when you watch porn the first time till today but i was uh, like nine yeah hey it's fine it i'm not scary. judging it's disgusting hey it was scary the first time i saw it too i wasn't ready i'm not gonna lie took me a whole 24 hours to get ready <laughs> <laughs> That was a quick recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost 40. I'm still not ready. So, <laughs> <laughs> But you know what it is, man? That's kind of what sex is, though, in a way. Like, sex is kind of gross. You know, like, it's, it's, bi- it's biological and it's, quote, unquote, beautiful and stuff. And we put a lot around it. But it's still, like, putting your stuff inside of another person or mm-hmm. letting another person be inside of you. And there's all these biological juices and stuff going on it's a a lot man you know what i mean so like it's kind of gross and then like the you know the the grosser you know what i mean like probably the probably the like hotter i don't know so it's (laughs) like who am i to judge you know anyway uh what i was gonna ask is what was your favorite thing you wrote about in uh 2015 like what was the story that most interested you Oh Lord. Um, let's see, my favorite. I think just cracking on Rachel Dolezal was my favorite. Uh. <laughs> I th- because you know, I you know, I got to crack jokes about some white woman who said she was black. Yeah. You know, and the jokes kept on writing themselves. Yes, they did. Know. She was the gift they kept giving too. Yeah, and she still won't go away, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, that was probably I mean, for me, you know, fun cracking jokes on someone. That's you know, that's what I like to do. So yeah. she was prime material. 
have you realized the difference between you say you was in hr between being in hr which in most fields is predominantly white to actually going over to like the rude and working for bt like the difference between the two fields um you know in my hr experience most of my my offices had black employees okay. like my okay. vp of hr he was black um i've never not worked in an environment that was just all white people i don't oh, know i guess okay. maybe because of the the areas i worked in i started a nonprofit. okay yeah, okay. Uh, you know and then i went from nonprofit to apparel and so and then my last hr position was at the university of maryland and my office was predominantly black mm. so i don't have like all these corporate horror stories of you know you know white coworkers saying stupid shit <laughs> So oh, and then that would that right there would make a big difference because yeah and, yeah and most of the corporate like the corporate quote unquote corporate America yeah it's rarely that you find anybody black or if you do a lot of times they're not in like the position of authority or power you know they're not like the top the the senior person in the HR department yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I think my my I don't know why it's been been different but I think just because of the industries I was working in made mm-hmm. it different okay. but you know working with the root you know I work from home. You know, I have coworkers, but I don't see them. Right. So that kind of saves me from, you know, having to deal with different coworker personalities and right. things like that. But, you know, I miss holiday parties. Mm. You know, I miss that part of corporate America going into, you know, a party or having celebrations in the office. So it's kind of. You, you, you didn't no. miss nothing. You, no, no. You, you said no? You, you, you didn't miss nothing. You, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You yeah. did the right thing I, from working there. Because it, it sounds cool until you really get there. You didn't miss nothing. Yeah. And you know what's funny too is like, uh, you know, because I also working from home. Every once in a while I'll see somebody tweet something about like an annoying office work coworker or something. Uh-huh. And, and I will think to myself like, oh man, I do miss being able to make jokes about coworkers online. Where I'm just like, oh man, this dude's a jerk. He <laughs> he just heated up fish in the microwave. Oh, that now that's my pet peeve. But but now I'm like, if if that happens at, where I work now at home, that means me or Karen did it. I can't <laughs> I can't be on Twitter talking shit about Karen and just my coworker. I'll get messed up. She I mean, I, my my day is just me waking up. My son goes to school. It's me and my dog here, and you know I emails from coworkers, and that's pretty much it so i have no one you know like i can't like my dog will fart right i'll tell you about that no one right. cares about my dog farting <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah my dog go- is my you know my coworker. you almost have to go out and have some adventures you know what i mean you like oh, I, mean, oh I do like sometimes i'll go into the new york office or the dc office but i live kind of far from dc so i can't go there all mm. the time so yeah also you know um the other thing is people are gonna suck no matter where you go so like mm-hmm. e- even if i just go out of the house i'm like let me go to walmart real quick by the time i get back i'm like man i'm so glad i don't have to work with other people <laughs> like you, uh, people suck in general right I'm for, I'm for yeah. real working in the office environment is so goddamn overrated i don't care what nobody said it is just completely overrated uh i wish more people worked from home Mm. um i really do because people bring their problems they bring their issues to the workplace i don't care about your kids i don't care about what happened over the weekend yeah i don't do small talk very well me neither so i used to don't ask me how my weekend was then don't expect me to ask you how yours was because i don't care yeah i'm not good at it and then every time i it's kind of a catch-22 in Mm. corporate america anyway because every time i really like all right 2015 is the year i'm gonna get out and i'm gonna talk to my coworkers. within like two weeks i'll get a 
you know you've been talking a lot and we mm-hmm. just uh and i'm like oh gee y'all told me i don't talk enough right like i don't know what to do no anyway like it's right. I, I spend five minutes and someone's like hey how was your weekend it's like you know uh you really got a lot of work to do you're like jesus and then if you don't do it it's like you know you never talk to anybody and people really would like to get to know you i'm like i this is why i don't want to be here anymore like the last the last couple of weeks in corporate hr i spent you know writing and so i was sitting in my in my office door closed they're like what are you doing i'm like trying to leave hr (laughs) (laughs) i'm searching for freedom I'm just trying to get, get away from you and all these questions. And now Let's, it's like, now, you know, with other things going on, I'm like, okay, how can I escape online writing? Yeah. So. Did, now, did you, um, have issues with, um, uh, like, like as an HR person, did you have issues where it's like this big thing just happened or this scandal or someone's harassing some people? Do you have to like deal with that kind of stuff? Um, a lot of employee relations, yeah, people, oh, she rolled her eyes, like stupid shit. Right. Okay. You know, she doesn't like me or someone was talking mm-hmm. about me. It's never been, um, big scandals. Okay. Like the worst part of my job was always firing people, you yeah. know, cause, you know, I knew it was hard out there, but you know, you fail a drug test and you knew we had random drug tests every month. Mm. Why are you smoking weed? Right. <laughs> so, you know, that was like, that was the beginning of my HR career where I had to fire people because of, failing drug tests and you know things like that and you know it felt bad and then not only did i have to fire them but i had to prevent them from getting unemployment whoa yeah i was that person who would mediate on behalf of the company an unemployment hearing Mm -hmm. you know i had a lot of haters i was young (laughs) like 27 years old you know 26 27 dealing with you know people and firing them and preventing them from getting unemployment because the companies, you know, that's how they save money by preventing mm-hmm. people from getting unemployment. Mm-hmm. Even, and so even if that was my job. <laughs> wow. So wait, you're not you're not 26 or 27 right now. Go ahead, girl. I see you. Black don't cry. I'll be 40 in August. What? Mm. America, look at us shining. <laughs> I know, shining bright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you? uh being out and writing, could you tell the difference between you writing as a black woman and a black male writing? Like, can you see like the difference between your work and how it's presented and how it's promoted? Um, you know, I think writing on the root, we're, there's a lot of black female writers. So I see like, certain, like when I see black write, black male writers, I think a lot of them get more recognition mm. than the black female writers who are writing the same things. Mm. and who've always been writing the same things but for some reason you know black male writers tend to get more recognition yeah i could that yeah because um and I, I, i'm not gonna name any names though yeah i'm gonna name, 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 name i'm gonna name one so um like a lot of people had an issue with uh ta Coates when uh his book came out and how like everybody was just on it like you know like oh my god ta Coates, <laughs> right and i'm not saying the book is a good i read it i thought it was great but um a lot of people were taking kind of to task like this idea that he would be like the spokesman of the black experience because that's what a lot of people were deciding to promote it at his book mm-hmm. as which isn't really <clears throat> obviously it's not really his fault you know it, this happens whenever they select the one guy right whenever they're like yeah, that one person yeah and it's like i don't know the person that would turn down being the guy or the girl or the lady or whatever like not very many people are gonna be like no don't buy my book buy other like most people are gonna be like yeah buy my book obviously 
and i'm gonna do every interview and stuff and i noticed that um at one point and i actually had favorite these tweets he tweeted a list of all the sources that he used or some of the sources he used and books that mm-hmm. he recommended people reading and uh, i started reading some and you know a couple were by black women and yeah you know which is which is cool you know what i'm saying if you read the book there's also the notes and uh you know the site he, where he cites where you get stuff from but yeah there was a a, ber- a very big like backlash to this idea that he got to be the spokesperson when there's all kinds of people that have been writing about this for for years yeah, so. but I, and i think it depends it also depends on the audience you're writing it for right. i don't think that book was written for black people mm-hmm. i think that book was written for white people Yes. So it's like, you know, you have black writers who are writing for the white gaze. Right. And that's, you know, something that I don't take issue with it. Get your money. How are you going to get it? (laughs) But, you know, that's something that I've noticed. Yeah. I think so too. If you're a black writer and you're writing for a white audience, you get more recognition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've noticed it with like podcasting as well. Like there's, I think we do our show. It's just a very black show. Like we've, do it like if you know if my family was sitting around listening to the show like that's how that's the audience in my brain when i think of the show most of the time um but i think in general um a lot of people and it's you know i think it's innate i don't think we like we've been trained almost to do it you just kind of go all right i want white people to understand this so here's how i'm gonna phrase it here's how i'm gonna present it yeah well, if I'm talking to a black person, there's certain things that we already understand through our lived experience that I don't have to express again. Like, if I say, if I bring up like, oh, it was hot like a game of space, I don't really need to go into any more detail than that to, to, to you, cause you're like, yeah, game of space, yeah, yeah, people got mad, I get it. Whereas, you know, now if I'm more generating towards a white audience, I have to be like, well, spades is a game where four people take cards, and you know, <laughs> like, and it's, so it becomes like a whole ordeal, but I think, um, I like I gravitate towards things where I'm the audience of it. Um Tony right. Toni Morrison, I believe, was maybe it was last week she said that she unapologetically writes for a black audience. And mm-hmm. she, she's like, you know, all the all the things that are positive and negative about that she's willing to take on because that's that's really her calling. That's what she wants to do. And I I think I gravitate more towards people that do that. I do too. And the biggest reason why I do too is because honestly, for most black people, all your goddamn life is explaining yourself. All your goddamn life is presenting yourself in a manner that's acceptable because they pay you. You go to work, you have to basically shed off all your blackness. And it wasn't until the past 10 to 15 years ago, you was able to come in with your goddamn natural hair. So I, you know, it's like, so when I come here, I'm not explaining shit to you. You either get it or you don't. Google works just fine. (laughs) Yeah. All right. The end. Right. <laughs> and, and let the crowd say amen <laughs> as we move into the next phase of the podcast. Um, <clears throat> so there's news, guys. All kinds of news. We'll never get to all of it today. So let's okay. just hit, let's it's just hit some, topics. some hot, hot topics and, and, and cold topics, all kinds of stuff. Uh, here's a quick one. Ben Carson apparently had a New Year's campaign shake-up a shake-up yeah while we were all getting drunk partying recovering people got fired or something resigned first (laughs) see in the beginning of december he was like i'm gonna have to fire i mean i'm gonna have to fire some of these people because he was all you know everybody to sleep that's why everybody missed it well he fell in the polls like he went from second to like i think he got six percent at the last one they did Mm -hmm, right so they, um, they never took him seriously i don't know why people thought they was gonna take 
him seriously and it blooms off the rose like right. you can only ride that i'm black and i don't like black people but shit so far for so long before it's like at some point they're gonna be like yeah but do you hate do you like do you really hate other everybody i mean right you know and ben carson's in your heart enough yeah you know ben, like it didn't take too long for they're like wait ain't you black and then like next thing you know you're done so <laughs> so he did threaten at first in december that he was going to have a shakeup and like fire so a lot of people in his campaign so he started it basically you know but then he didn't do it he didn't go through with it he was just like yeah i'm gonna fire all these people because they're messing up my campaign um so i guess since he didn't everybody was like uh we'll take care of that ourselves and they resigned like 20 people or something like that right because they know you're not gonna win it's like why am i dedicating all this time and effort campaigning and pushing and running for somebody that's not gonna win now they're probably asking donald trump for jobs so guarantee you and it was gonna be supposedly a good day for him it was like it would have been a good day if he would have kept his campaign people there because he had raised more than 23 million dollars for the fourth uh fundraising quarter of the year which uh where he ended 2015 with more than 600,000 unique donors and at least 1 million individual contrib- contributions. Ooh. Yeah, and uh mm-hmm. they was like I'm out. Yeah, he lost uh oh, three staffers, his his deputy campaign manager uh resigned as well. Uh his campaign manager and communications director also resigned, so there you go buddy so does that mean he's through is he finished is he gonna get somebody to replace them you know what karen it's kind of like kobe bryant 23 million dollars in the fourth quarter yes i'll keep going right i would so, Why so not? what does he do with this money if when he doesn't win i have no idea how that works yeah, but I, I feel like something corrupt happens right because they get to keep a piece of it too many of these people keep running and they run and for they, so long and they know they can't win like it's right. not even a close like they can't even be vice president with the numbers they're getting Mm-mm. yeah it, it's, it's gotta be the money right I, I don't know what the trick is but it's money behind that and i don't know if they keep to keep a percentage or keep to get to keep you know the money they don't spend or if they had to spend a certain percentage or if they take it and put another account and all of a sudden it don't I mean, can count they just pay people back like give the money back that makes sense to me yeah i don't think people don't get that money back once you give it up that's it almost just said the most fucked up joke anyway (laughs) go to the next uh nope Uh, he said nope (laughs) Uh, all right uh chris brown is in the news Mm. (laughs) yeah what what, can he saved a baby from a fire what did you thought what i don't believe you all right you guys call my bluff He's been accused of punching a woman in the face. No, he, he really? I know. Mm. I hope y'all sitting down. Can you believe that? I'm as shocked as you. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he wondered why Kitty Cat Doll left him. I can't. Uh, in, in 2016, according to TMZ, uh, Chris Brown got out. His 2016 started off with a bang. He's accused of um, punching a woman in her face. <laughs> but someone said Chris Brown was about to buy it in D.C. Yeah. <laughs> It's a conspiracy, y'all. Yes, it is. The Illuminati, he didn't make his Illuminati payment. Mm-mm. And they, now. They trying to take down the black man. Every woman is accusing him of punching her in the face. Every woman. Uh, so yeah, uh, she's claiming he punched her in the face and now the incident has been investigated by the Las Vegas police. According to TMZ's report, 
Lizianne Gutierrez, the alleged victim, says that an, uh, on early Saturday morning, she was partying at a private party in Chris's suite at the Palms in Vegas. As you know, Chris has a strict no cell phones policy, but the victim says she was able to sneak her phone in without Chris's security noticing. Allegedly, she took a pic of Chris and he went off, yelling at her and allegedly punching her in her right eye. She says she then left the party, called the police a few hours later. She didn't go to the hospital. Uh, apparently she is a brazilian model uh not sure how old she is personally i oh this is uh from ballalert.com by the way where i get a lot of my news the root and then ballalert.com personally <laughs> i don't think chris would put himself in a situation again after trying so hard to clean up his image but we will see what the authorities come up with um we did yeah. get some comments you punched her now selena says i don't understand why people go against rules slash restrictions for a check you put your life at risk for nothing no phone me no phone i don't know about this one but if you didn't want to follow the rules then why go to the party to be on bs Glam- glamour phd whose uh whose avatar pick is just some titties says <laughs> says them some old hoes <laughs> oh, straight to the point straight straight to the point don't miss a beat hard hidden editorializing in right. the comment section the things that you guys are afraid to say ball alert thrives on um that's a picture of them oh my god yep sugar right sugar bear right. says they look like transgender women trying to come up oh what, what oh is, my what god what does that have to do with anything what does the co- trying to come up part mean like what was what does that mean? like uh you know normal they don't look like transgender women that already got it made okay they trying to come up what does that mean beautiful brownie says chris called them old they do look old like mid to late 50s and that's horrible considering they've had work done oh what's <laughs> boy boy the one in the blue looks like a zombie like i don't know yeah. it looks something from the walking dead i don't know i am looking at them like how do you even go here like how'd you get into the party <laughs> man, I'm, I'm telling you man celebrity can't be all it's made out to be I, I really don't don't think it is like maybe no. maybe the, it would be too strict to be like i only want beautiful women in here because it'd be like four women in there you know <laughs> uh v says they tried it they're too old and fake tan to be partying with breezy i don't want to believe that he hit her on purpose but oh come on man <laughs> oh yeah he struck her now he could have accidentally punched her in the eye <laughs> you know chris with his, with his fist he's kind of goofy like that you know he's uncoordinated <laughs> he's dancing and just you know right. accidentally hit her mm, yeah. yeah he don't have the history of beating on women who's doing that spin move Mm-mm. but if he struck her by accident while snatching her phone that's understandable says v you know? no that's not oh uh, well you know that's not i mean you have security there for a reason come on now let them do their job and put her out yeah well, I can't wait to see what his Instagram says about it in 24 hours. Oh, you know, it's going to be a bunch of goddamn emojis, 100s, claps, fingers, holding up guns, talking, talk, talk, talking about how Kitty Cot Dow left him and she ought to come back to him again and how he missed her and how his baby and it's going to end with God bless, amen. It's going to be a picture of him holding his baby. That's right. Gonna, that's going to be the picture yeah and and then the pictures gonna be like your baby you, you're talking about, why don't you beat your baby you know how instagram comments get yeah i just hope it's something subliminal like these hoes ain't loyal and then a the picture of him holding his baby right everybody's gonna be like what i think he's i think he's talking about them women. i don't know who he's talking about i, 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 I don't know who is he talking about mm-hmm. 
oh hopefully these old hoes ain't loyal that way everybody will sublim- we'll know what yeah, he we'll mean. Know, yeah we'll know he just yeah. don't have to say it and it's amazing how 50 is considered old yeah i mean for to be partying with chris brown that is too old i'll tell you i'll yeah i'll be the bad guy stay your old ass at home <laughs> send your daughter instead yeah because they need to be in their 20s with chris brown you got no you first of all if you partying with chris brown at 20 you have like you might have the wherewithal to pop back you know what i'm saying but for okay me, to bounce back okay you can't even like drop it low you can't drop it like it's high at 50 you, you can't get back up <laughs> you sure can't so how you gonna be you partying need a chiropractor with so you definitely not gonna take a punch to the face and pop right back that's a mm-hmm. that's a liability <laughs> fucking with chris brown you might get punched in the face i might get punched in the face <laughs> as a dude i know i don't know how women had a bravery to even fuck with him man as a dude i'm scared to go to chris brown's events did he throw glass in tony parker or something like mm-hmm. yeah i don't fuck with chris brown man no so surefire way to make sure i do not hit the club that night oh chris brown's gonna be there oh okay uh, cool. i'm good so i'm staying at home cool man i'm gonna be live tweeting it right on the crib. here uh, you better periscope it <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me know uh what the body count was right <laughs> george rr R. martin writer of game of thrones mm-hmm. says uh he is he's uh not gonna be able to get his last final book out before the actual game of thrones tv show starts back Woohoo! i know a lot of people mad but i don't give a damn we all can watch it equally now and i don't have to worry about you motherfuckers popping in my timeline talk about i know the goddamn story nah nah the boo boo or complaining because the shit didn't follow the book fuck you we all on the same page i am happy i'm partying good sir thank you yep that yeah. uh, god bless you sir god bless you people have been talking shit about that man who wrote these books and like he created this fictional world for us all to enjoy and people have said the meanest rudest things to him because they want another book right it's so like it's so crazy it would be like if people were on twitter if being like where's the next podcast motherfucker you fat (laughs) stupid motherfucker you gonna die like what i thought you were a fan of my stuff not like what kind of stuff and people have been doing that for like a couple years now right. since the show started right so uh and like they they like overtly like just say to his face like well we don't want you to die before you get your book out because he's a older fatter gentleman and how old is he i don't know like i don't even know how old he is but they be acting like he's 90 like he's not i'll put a picture of him in there he's not that old i am glad i am so goddamn glad so you know what we nobody knows what's happening to john snow good yeah. oh god that's scary yeah. i've never i've never seen him before no okay yeah so <laughs> he already had to run through like the plot lines and stuff with the show to like these are the major events in my book that i'm writing about so they know what's gonna happen so he's like yeah the next season of game of thrones could spoil things from the book and people are hot as hell about that but uh he said um you know basically he he thought he would have it done by the last day of 2015 that's not gonna happen um he said it might spoil it maybe yes and no look i never thought the series could possibly catch up with the books but it has the show moved faster than i anticipated and i moved more slowly there were other (laughs) factors too but that was the main one given where we are inevitably there will be certain plot twists and reveals in season six of game of thrones that have not yet happened in the books for years my readers have been ahead of the viewers this year for some things the reverse will be true how you want to handle that hey that's up to you 
good 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 yeah because you know what his readers have been dig right fuck y'all i'm sorry fuck all of y'all and and i know some people read the book and they enjoy the book and they don't spoil shit but for the other people fuck you because for somebody that enjoys it and be like don't do spoilers we always have some ass that writes us emails us post shit we always have people up and down the timeline you always have some people telling you the book is always better of course the book is always better asshole everybody knows this and it's one of those things where a lot of people do it from a snobbish ass place you're a goddamn snob i'm glad everybody's on the same page so i don't have to deal with your ass this year yeah I'm, I'm sorry like that that no, makes me mad every year we have to go through this nothing to apologize for man they have been some dicks man. yes they have and i know it's not all quote-unquote hashtag all book readers matter right <laughs> um i know nothing about the game of thrones i watched the walking dead oh i oh, love the walking it, dead yeah we love the walking but dead you know too. what walking dead fans are so much better right than game of thrones fans. fans when it comes to people that read the comics and right. stuff yeah i read the comic yeah like a lot of those people know like they know things that are coming up and big story arcs but you don't see them spoiling stuff because it's like like they'll even be like overly careful like so where you at in the comics before we start talking right oh you on that issue okay well cool this is what's going on right we can start from there and go back like yeah that that's one thing about i can just tell it's a difference in audience so i i just think that a lot of the people that in that genre read that particular series of book it's like that and i understand they probably like that across the board but for some reason because this show became so popular and there's a lot of shit that the tv show didn't cover because they can't they combine characters and stuff so they caught up yeah i'm glad we all on the same page this year yeah the, the game of thrones comic book people for for the most part are much much nicer you know like there's i've seen a few that have tried to spoil some stuff but it's almost unspoilable because it's so different from the book at this point but still like they're still like oh what issue you on okay all right cool um remember that girl that lady who won the powerball and um she bailed her um drug dealing boyfriend out of jail and everybody got mad let me guess uh, did she do it again she's done it i want to say this might be the third time oh three times yeah she won a 188 million dollar powerball um, oh my god and she continues to spend her winnings bailing her boyfriend out of jail mm. how much does she have left now let's see uh she let's see on tuesday 31 year old lamar hot sauce mcdowell holmes uh, i mean mcdowell who's her boyfriend uh hot sauce um <laughs> yeah what karen what i feel a lot of judgment about lamar hot sauce mcdowell is that <laughs> i have nicknames one of my nicknames might be hot sauce you don't know they call him texas pete uh it's hot (laughs) it's just hot sauce uh home's boyfriend was arrested for violating a pre-trial release agreement for prior heroin related charges heroin Mm -hmm. jesus christ not even weed (laughs) Mm. listen if you don't didn't love him and his heroin you're not gonna get him at his cocaine okay mm-hmm. I, mcdowell was released from jail just before 2 12 a.m when marie holmes posted his 12 million dollar bond Ooh, but bobby smoke can't get out of jail so yep. the 12 million dollar bond was technically what 10 percent mm-hmm. so that's what i don't do One, math 1.2 million probably. oh god um <laughs> wow uh she also had paid three million dollars for her boyfriend uh to get out of jail on heroin trafficking charges in 2014 mm. uh which you know so that's only what 15 heroin million. 
yeah we, we only, can't we, get over the heroin that's only 15 million so far and in july he was rearrested during a raid for violating his pre-trial release cops also found weapons and drugs in their home for violating the terms of the pre-trial release mcdowell's bond is automatically doubled so holmes posted his six million dollar bond again in august so let's see Six, 21 million okay 21 uh which Unless you get a lump sum or the cash annuity i don't know no. I, would, I would assume she got the lump sum oh, my bet too you know Somebody that was at the she probably only got like 88 of that 188 million right now mm-hmm. and oh, then my, minus the 21 so far which leads us to mcdowell's most recent arrest a warrant was issued in december 26 for mcdowell's arrest on a misdemeanor charge of conspiring to arrange a street race <laughs> what <laughs> what is this 1950 what is what have we too fast you? too furious he tried and to get I bet into you it. he she brought the car he was racing yeah of course <laughs> he tried to get into that he was like i just saw fast and furious seven she and she baby nitrogen boost in there i need i need i got the need for speed i gotta do this again because he continues to violate the terms of his pre-trial release his bond amount is automatically doubled the next time he violates it, the terms of his pre-trial release mcdowell's bond will be 24 million and so on um so um she's gonna run out of money i just think a lot of y'all don't know y'all don't respect love you just never been in love well i guess the hell i don't because i love you i love lord knows and i love you and i love you Mm -mm, and i would definitely spend don't be doing no i'll spend my last dime to get you out of prison baby because i love you and that's what love is stupid Mm. it's not smart it's it's one of the dumbest Um, things you can do in life i don't think i'll spend that much money (laughs) well that's i guess you just haven't loved anybody like i do you know you just don't love them so strong you know we both gonna be broke so yeah we'll be broke but we'll have each other and i love karen Mm. and that's what matters love don't pay the bills well i don't i think i can fix i think i can fix you is what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) you just need more love in your life uh beautiful brownie because i got this of course from ballalert.com uh so there are comments beautiful brownie says i can't believe she keeps giving these folks her money she'll be broke single and on public assistance in a little bit oh uh sugar bear says she needs her ass whooped (laughs) (laughs) dr phil or iyanla no not iyanla never mind no she just put her big bosoms on her Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> come in get on these bosoms come here beloved yeah. <laughs> yeah ride these bosoms and give me some of that money right let me borrow a million dollars uh v says happy ghetto new year folks she has no respect for the value of a dollar on her newfound wealth he has no respect for anyone and looks like he'd kill her if she she didn't put up keep putting up his bail uh you know what they say a fool and his slash her money are soon parted soon brown skin beauty said she'll run out of money first and of course hating ass terrell jones oh lord i know he says people keep talking about what she does with her money i think she's a real woman who's in love and didn't change up when she won the lottery (laughs) nobody talks about how nobody else wanted her but he took her and her kids as a package deal and raised those kids as his own the police are just targeting this man. That should be clear by now. No, nobody talks about how he helped and raised her son who had cerebral palsy 
or her other three kids that aren't his he went through the struggle with somebody who's nobody thought would make it in life and he got lucky she a real woman and i really respect what she's doing for someone who struck stuck by her like but it never or not, mind the heroin mm-hmm. <laughs> like it or not he's a real man too a lot of men would have wrote her off i know i would have mm. hey nice terrell jones was saying give love a chance karen and I got to say, I'm on his side this time. Mm-mm. You got to look around and see who's supporting you. He was supporting her when she had four kids and he had to sell drugs to keep their family together. <laughs> Them ain't his kids. No, I'm talking about your argument. What? I'm trying to help the family out. Just like, mm. I don't I don't understand, Karen. Mm-mm. I feel like it's a lot of hate coming out here. We find out a lot of things about people today <laughs> about who really loves who around here. We show this. Mm-hmm. In sickness and in health. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying I won't never pay bail. Destitute and prosperity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all. It's, that's mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You know when I be looking at my books and go, mm, might be cheap for you to stay your ass in jail because all this money I'm spending, I might as well spend it on your goddamn trial. <laughs> Or your commissary. He got he left left her some trial money too. Mm -mm. It ain't like he took all the money yet. Mm -mm, No, baby, I love you. I love you so much that this money gonna go towards your trial. They they keep doubling this bitch up. No, thank you, sir. Uh, Sky, wait, Sky zero one hundred says nothing about these two are real. A true case of dumb and dumber, in my opinion. I can't believe that she would go be broke to keep this dude out. And Lemon Drop Pop says at Terrell you're wrong on one part wrong wrong you're by the way you say he got lucky no he didn't she did and he just so happened to be with her she so he's lucky to be with her he has proven that he can't get right why can't he stay out of trouble she need to get set up her trust funds for her kids and be done with him she could have sent all four to college on his bail money shaking my head fools and their money she still got money left man they still can go to college come on man (laughs) uh i'm gonna leave a comment and say don't hold on let me get don't tell me what love won't do she can still fix him yeah. <laughs> and, his, and his heroin issue i guess too <laughs> yeah give love a chance to fix his heroin issue there we go just send that in there we go all right so yeah good luck um to those to those lovely boyfriend and girlfriend by the way not husband and wife right and that's my thing like like we we ain't married i that's my thing is this i'm not going through none of that and we ain't you ain't married. nah you said you wouldn't do it for me just now so we are married you don't care you just don't you don't love as hard as i do it's fine apparently i don't some people gotta you know some people really love each other and some people don't know how you know but i'm here to fix you now i help you when you are uh, getting yeah. some more trouble parents you're gonna have to you're gonna have to work with me on that because that's a lot that's a lot of money for a nigga to keep fucking up <laughs> like i have a lot of patience and i, I might have did that first time and i might have even did that second time but by the time we rolled around to that third time like nigga get your shit together i'll be like look this is where he is lock his ass up mm, karen gonna call <laughs> cops on me if i get a speeding ticket <laughs> just keep him just keep him man we were just saying we need someone to come pick him up from the it's okay just let his ass stay <laughs> he'll be all right money. i'm just yeah 
like the money I, we need money from when you get out man we just had to tow his car that's all it's just a hundred dollars just keep him i don't know I, I, it's just you know this is the first time and it's too much no i, nah, I never I'm said al- that. i'm already over it i'm already over it i got a new so i let you sit there so you could learn your lesson mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but the next time y'all's gonna be breaking bail and then messing with that heroin and all that and bullshit. Drag racing right <laughs> Uh, that time I, we got on a fast and furious set and bullshit you think it, twice it wasn't even the same crime this time he learning learning what? he left the heroin alone and now he's dealing with speed racing it's totally different Mm-mm. he's just trying to turn over a new leaf pay for his family Mm-mm. Mm-mm. um you cost him money speaking of breaking the law uh the department of justice finally decided that uh they were going to probe bluebell over last year's listeria outbreak so (laughs) (laughs) guess those chickens came home to roost that was quick i thought they had got by man because they remember they came back they were like hey bluebell's back in the store and the government was like not so fast that's why you eat hagen dodge they was like "Mm -mm, we gonna have to test these batches and i know a lot of people that said bluebell's so good they didn't even care about the listeria so (laughs) it must be good i never had it i'm scared i don't sell it in virginia it's very good you say they don't sell it up there aisha yeah i live in virginia i've never seen bluebell but they sell talente oh you mean mean cracking a bottle the only thing about talente talente is the size of a fucking pack of m&ms that's because they know it's crack they be trying to make it seem like it's the same they be putting it next to the ice cream like it's both eight dollars uh uh for uh, for a, a whole container you're, you're like, like look i got 4.5 ounces everything yeah. else is 12 one of these containers i can take on a flight with me okay right right y'all ain't and it fooling, will be under the amount you ain't fooling nobody uh to lente y'all y'all selling 16 dollar ice cream man but it's cool because it's delicious ain't it though <laughs> oh my god that to lente is everything shout out to miss music lover she got me on that bullshit and i've been eating it ever since mm-hmm so yeah the department of justice is looking at it now they're like Mm-mm, we we gonna we gonna test this no <laughs> we know everybody dancing and the man came out and started singing but not too quick it's also kind of funny that like the department of justice looks into like uh oh the shooting of tamir rice and bluebell ice bluebell. cream <laughs> like the department of justice is like man what is their hr like good grief All right because their thing is like we have to be concerned about both y'all here killing folks and y'all out here killing folks like yeah. like like it, it's more about the general population safety because you know what when folks die guess what we ain't getting taxes for our job so we can't we can't be letting y'all kill the folks you know who else is worried chipotle chipotle gotta be the most worried dog come on they that's, get- that's what people get for eating chipotle oh no it's, listen <laughs> that's what you get the terrorists are attacking chipotle <laughs> and you cannot that's let the get. food terrorists win mm-mm, mm-mm. this is what happened this is how they passed the patriot act the fear that they caused in the general public made us react a little rashly i say keep eating at chipotle guys he's been talking about it for weeks he asked him yesterday i look like nigga no he said it's not here yet i said but when it does get here no thank you but we might be getting the last good chipotle in our area i don't care we'll see and then then after that go ahead yeah like how can you eat lukewarm mexican food i just don't understand it i see i wouldn't call it mexican food (laughs) 
McMexican, McMexican, like yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, Mick it's like, yeah, you know, it's like inspired by, you know, it's like we inspired about you, inspired by true events of Mexican right. food. You know, it's like the made, use somebody ingredients. It's like the made for TV version of Mexican food. I don't think, I hope nobody's going there going. Mm the authentic mexican experience i say they ain't chipotle no because when you go into chipotle you don't hear spanish music playing in all spanish uh with all types of salsa in the background and people around you talking spanish and the menu is partially in spanish and you know that's when you know that no shit is real and that's when you're getting authentic well you know what sometimes i prefer a lot you know if we're being honest a lot of me because i i went out I went to an authentic Mexican restaurant one time and it was too real. I didn't, I didn't even <laughs> like my taste, but my palate wasn't even ready. I was like, this doesn't even taste like how taco Chipotle Be- tastes. Yeah. Taco yeah. Bell would never make it this way. What is they, No, because, where's the sour cream? Nope. They using fresh ingredients, <laughs> real guac, real salsa. Aren't you supposed tomatoes to, at the back? Aren't you supposed to fry this burrito and then wrap it in something else? No. Make a taco uh, out of that? Nope. Nope. They're looking at you like, uh, sir, what, what are you talking about here? Yeah. I, I, they, they're looking at your poke? Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would like, uh, two chalupas. Uh, so, so what, what, let what, me get a big beef Mexican so milk. What, 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 what is a chalupa? Yeah. <laughs> what is the ch- this chalupa thing you talk about? <laughs> like, <Mm-mm. laughs> um, anyway, like um, gordita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah let me get a gordita supreme they was like we we don't have this on our menu sir like sir you're a gordita, uh, gordita. <laughs> right if you don't get up out of here i don't think you understand Mm-mm. uh the president of turkey uh said uh hitler had some good ideas oh no hear him out karen oh no just hear him out maybe maybe oh, this no. is gonna go all the positive. jews deserve to die what's happening i mean what else we gonna say here turkey's president recep tayyip erdogan or Dogine? I don't know what that little symbol above a G means. Or Dogine? Anyway. Um, he, he was trying to consolidate power since becoming prime minister in 2003. Uh, he offered the Third Reich as an example of a good, effective, well-run government. Critics are worried that his efforts will undermine the country's parliamentary democracy. Uh, he insists that this is not the case and that it is possible to increase the presidency's executive powers while maintaining a unitary structure uh there there are already examples in the world he said as broadcast by the dogged news agency you can see it you can see it when you look at hitler's germany there are Aww. there are latter examples in various other countries Aww. i love that he didn't specifically name any other country though no. <laughs> that's one chance hey that's one time when you got to have some more examples because <laughs> that one ain't cutting it bro <laughs> that's like hey look man i i'll just i'll this thing uh hitler had some like the structure of the ideas were fine i think he went a little left with the jew thing you know he's a little eccentric but i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it centered man uh (laughs) so yeah apparently uh turkish officials scrambled to clarify they said his metaphor had been distorted by some news sources and has been used in the opposite sense um it said his comments were meant to demonstrate that an executive presidency can exist in a unitary state and does not depend on the federal system of government and that neither a president nor parliamentary system is a guarantee against abuse of power if the system is abused it may lead to bad management resulting in disasters as in hitler's germany the important thing is to pursue fair management that serves the nation the statement said adding it was unacceptable to suggest 
that he was casting hitler's germany in a positive light um yeah (laughs) just stay away from the hitler shit guys right Um, it's really not i don't think i've ever seen that work out right and normally people that do do that their people was not on the other end of that so (laughs) yeah he was like a painter before he became like a government like official and shit and i haven't even ever heard someone say like compare painting to hitler like no one compares anything he's done like find another person right you know like oh i was well dressed like hitler everyone's what (laughs) What? (laughs) why would you say there's so many people that dress well you 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 literally dressed to death because you killed people what i don't understand this concept all right let's move into our other segments there's i'm sure there's other news um but i can't there's so much i can't even separate which one which ones were were the biggest uh news but uh of course there is some um fucking with black people news as always so there's my music for fucking with black people (laughs) so we can uh sing the song here we go oh wait 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 wait! stop the presses i do remember what the other thing was okay and this is and this is why i'm glad aisha was on here oh god what is it have you seen articles about the making a murderer thing where the evidence that wasn't presented in court yeah the, um what's his name cats what was the prosecutor's name uh he's yeah saying they, huh yeah cats that was that was one of them yeah he's saying that they um purposely omitted stuff from their documentary Mm-hmm. all i'm saying is that's what i thought man that's all i'm saying i'm not like maybe uh tomorrow or something karen hasn't watched it so it's all, i don't know i'll figure out a way to talk about it on the show in more detail but okay that's all i've been saying dog i told y'all man yeah it's you a, said that from the beginning it's a product it's a media product as a person but they that, said they didn't yeah i don't believe them as yeah, a person as a person that creates product right i like one thing i can you can tell is like the manipulation of it to tell a good story and you know even the way they threw some stuff in like near the end you're just like eh, that's a yeah, little you like you should have told like, me that seemed four like episodes ago yeah like but you know why you didn't tell me four episodes ago because i might have turned it off like you're just like yeah he wasn't any that's of any series like that's of any type of tv show they're not going to give you the spoilers right those are those are basically spoilers and how they i mean it exactly. took them 10 years to make this right and that's the thing the way we treat it like i wouldn't have i don't have a problem with that right for the record i don't have a problem with them telling the story this way my problem is that people treat it like well we watched this story so now we know the truth and i'm like that Mm, that's not that's not necessarily the job of a compelling story is to tell you a story that you watch all 10 episodes of it's not to actually tell you the truth yeah you don't actually like you can't actually walk out of it because also it kind of leans towards this guy's not guilty is the feeling you're supposed to have at the end so I don't because know. He's not. There you go. I don't know who you. I don't know how you. Who's supposed to pay for it and stuff? But that's the feeling. Like, like if I found out his family funded this or something, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, or some organization that's like about getting people out. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense because it leans towards getting him out, right? Um, but some of the things they that I the just the bullet points are the things that they found. Um, apparently um when they talked about the animal cruelty part at the beginning where he just was like you know kind of regretfully talking about it he um 
doused the cat in oil and threw it in the bonfire oh yeah yeah i read that yikes uh his past that doesn't mean he's gonna kill a woman i'm not saying it does but it don't help but that was all but didn't they say that in this series they said he had animal cruelty and then he said they had they recorded him saying in a very sorry like remorseful voice that you know i regret that thing with the cat that it did and you're like okay well he regrets i think i yeah i read because before the series started i read about the cat thing so that's where i got that like the whole cat but he was a teenager yeah hey shit happens i'm not saying that makes him guilty i'm not i'm just saying they made sure them details were like because you know you would react differently to like hmm this nigga threw a, a cat in some oil, with some oil and threw it in a fire like yeah he but that's what happens when you're inbred right yeah he does <laughs> yeah um i mean part of that's the, really, that's the other part the brothers that's aunts, the uh, uncles that's the other part that they're doing that nobody wants to admit a lot of us just feel sorry because how unfortunate he looks like <laughs> and not, his mother yeah it's not fair but we looking at that family like oh yeah isn't this punishment enough Aww. just just living this way uh but they, it's funny <laughs> they have money yeah yeah but so did the lannisters you know <laughs> uh past criminal oh damn my bad i forgot you don't watch game of thrones everybody else out there that was good y'all know, oh, y'all was, know it was good that was a good they ain't right. got no money no more but yeah. that was good past criminal activity also included threatening a female relative at gunpoint that eh, shit happens you know what I mean you're a murderer you know sometimes you gotta pull a gun on your aunt oh um, in the months leading up to her disappearance he called the auto trader place several times and always specifically requested that she come out and take the photos she but why would he but why would he you know he admitted that she came out he mm-hmm. told people she was coming out right then he's gonna you know set himself up to you know get found out that he killed someone it doesn't it's, make any sense it's mm-hmm. almost as if he's stupid yeah it's almost say. as if maybe he's not the most clever criminal in the world i don't know my thing is i think the boyfriend did it the ex-boyfriend. the ex-boyfriend no one said anything about that man oh he just so happened to oh let's go search the car lot yeah like, who's just gonna decide all of a sudden oh we should search the car lot i would because the news had Stephen avery on tv being like yeah i'm the last person that's seen her and i and at that point the only thing i would know about that dude is he went to jail before so if i'm her boy ex-boyfriend or friends and family i'm like you fucking right we searching his property man no if i'm the ex-boyfriend and i did it and i wanted to put deflected on someone else then yeah yeah i mean if i mean also if i was the ex-boyfriend who did it i would the same thing obviously but i just don't i think i would need more evidence that he did it than like this shit look bad for him uh for Stephen avery uh also she complained to her boss that she didn't want to go out to his trailer anymore because one time she came out and he was wearing only a towel um <laughs> this was excluded from oh. the this is excluded from the evidence in the trial because it was considered too inflammatory um but come on too inflammatory so you basically came with your dick out but that's too inflammatory hey man look shit happens maybe he was just getting out the shower but you you sexually assaulted she surprised him by showing up at the appointed time to his trailer right did he scheduled right yeah okay so maybe that's what happened on the day that she went missing uh he called her three times twice from a star 67 number to hide his identity Mm, it's just you know sometimes you gotta anonymously call people you know it's just <laughs> gotta block that number you know the government's watching everybody right uh the bullet with her dna on it came from his gun which uh always hung above his bed 
so they must have uh the police must have set him up by going back in time when her body was still intact and shooting her with his gun to you know and then set him well up yeah that him. wasn't included in this series yeah yeah it's, it's interesting <laughs> okay that wasn't included yo i I'm, i don't know if it was i was talking to you on twitter or something but i was like it's kind of weird they didn't bring the gun charge up until the very last episode when they were like he was convicted of four charges having a gun as a convict i was like wait when did this shit come up like he wasn't even supposed to have a gun i'm not saying that that makes you guilty i'm just saying that they knew that if you told me that in episode four i'm like oh this nigga did it you know (laughs) you ain't stand to the end they just don't want you to i mean the point is to make you feel like no matter how you feel story that you don't know because the reason you keep watching is because you don't know and you get outraged at the injustice that he experienced which in all fairness it's still outrageous yes even if he did it it's outrageous the injustice that that family and he experienced and that boy like especially brendan like it's still outrageous i think people just have a hard time consolidating the two like that maybe he did it and the police ain't shit right you know, we are i mean cats isn't you know you know he's just that man's crazy oh yo i i can't <laughs> believe that's his job i could like the whole time he was talking i was like what is that? but this this not what this the opposite of what you're supposed to do <laughs> like do you know what your job is god man oh um let's see what was the other thing oh he he had purchased handcuffs and leg irons like the ones dassey described holding a uh, haul back or only three weeks before um but he said he purchased it for use with his girlfriend jody with whom he'd had a tumultuous relationship and at one point was ordered by police to stay away from her for three days oh. um so they was just into some freaky shit man i don't know why they hey, didn't that's wrong of handcuffs yeah i don't know why they didn't put that into the documentary when they recorded every phone call they had but okay cool <laughs> um there was a piece of ev- here's the piece of evidence that was presented at trial but was not in the series um that seems the most convincing to this author in dassey's illegally obtained statement dassey stated that he helped avery move the rav4 into the junkyard and that avery had lifted the hood to remove the battery cable so even if you believe the blood in the car um was planted by the cops uh i do believe that was planted by the cops by the way um there was no no there was also some non-blood dna evidence on the hood latch so like sweat dna you know what i mean like Mm. not not um you know not blood from that they already had possession of from that from that other trial so i don't know man i mean i do know but i'm saying i don't know um how um how you reconcile all that uh i just think the nigga did it and he got framed but it's just it's interesting it's just interesting that they left all that shit out that documentary though so. i mean it, it was made over 10 years yeah yeah that, which someone, someone forgot said, i don't know someone said that to me like it took them 10 years to make i was like right so they know exactly what to leave out to make it good like i yeah they had a very long time yeah if you brought it to me and said here's everything make this compelling for 10 weeks or whatever 10 episodes i'm gonna be like okay take this shit out because everybody's gonna just go he did it so let's just leave all that out and then we'll leave it up in the air you know that's the best way to do it i think um anyway man uh let's get him free back on these streets a lot of a lot of cats going unburned 
a lot of a lot of female relatives uh not having guns in their face over the last few years and i i won't stand for it okay Stephen avery needs to be back in this community uh all right and of course uh that lady's murderer needs to go unpunished if uh if it's uh not him so uh <laughs> now fucking with black people <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe and we find articles that fuck with us and then we score them in intervals of 25 to 100 for how much we feel fucked with as black people. Today's contestants, uh, militia people. There we go. A hundred. Yeah, that's right, guys um apparently some uh the 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 bundy ranch militia folk oh this is same people from before at the farm with the cows that he didn't want to pay taxes for them roman that he was supposed to pay that's correct that is a great synopsis of the first time that we met the bundy folks well they back karen back <laughs> on the streets back on the scene these niggas yes um they are recruiting i mean not recruiting they are occupying an oregon federal building that was unoccupied so these are the people that's occupying this goddamn building yeah they got guns but they're not terrorists though mm -mm, nope nope (laughs) not terrorists never that just gun enthusiasts hobbyists if you will (laughs) that uh possess weapons and like to take over uh places that were uh, unpopulated uh government facilities they uh apparently have a facebook video a mom bundy who's the son of uh nevada rancher cliven bundy cover his supporters to occupy this uh this building let me see can you tell me your name and how you spell it please Alan bundy a-m-m-o-n-d-u-n-d-y okay um so uh if you could tell me first of all why you're out here today we're out here because um, the people have been abused long enough, really. Um, their lands and their resources have been taken from them uh, to the point where it's putting them literally in poverty. And um, this facility here has been a tool into doing that. It is the people's facility, um, owned by the people, and um, it has been provided for us to be able to come together and unite and making a, a hard stand against this uh, this overreach, this taking of the people's land and resources. Right, and so um, the the rally today was, was part of that, of course, but um, did you feel that that did, did not go far enough, that didn't accomplish what you wanted it to accomplish? I, th- I felt that it was a great rally, and it did accomplish what rallies do accomplish, but I feel that we are in a situation where if we do not do something, if we do not make a hard stand, um, that we will be in a position where we won't be able to as a people. And so um, we, that's why we're here. Right. So how long are you prepared to be out here for? We're prepared to be out here for as long as we need to. So under, like, when is it, when is your goal achieved and you would be willing to leave? Like, what would it take for you? when the people of Harney County can use the land and resources without being put in fear. 
all right so <clears throat> that's a basic crazy white people mm-hmm. yep crazy angry white folks um uh, of course uh the news is all over this guys Mm-mm. oh they're not i'm sorry you're Mm-mm. right Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. abc Mm-mm. abc news did send a tweet out about it karen Mm. they said uh peaceful protest followed followed by oregon wildlife refuge refuge action so where's the national guard and all those other people well see since it's a peaceful <laughs> protest followed by oregon wildlife refuge action um they don't want to be coming it's peaceful yeah much like the peaceful protest in ferguson and you know uh other places that black people got hosed and shot and right. tear gassed and uh, they didn't have guns right yep. these people, a lot of people at their houses like they were home like they was where they was supposed to be listen when you're an armed militia of white people and you just want to peacefully take over a government facility who are we to say what's wrong and what's right okay i'd like to believe personally Stephen avery would support these people okay so i feel like we should all take a, a cue from him Mm-mm. i bet you that's the other thing they cut out that documentary he probably racist as fuck that oh i'm pretty sure they are that'll change everybody's opinion they got me in, they got me locked up in here you know with these niggers and stuff these picks <laughs> jesus yeah. christ oh that was edited everybody be like fuck him keep him in jail but anyway uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> so um av uh a lot of people on twitter corrected them for their uh tweet uh this uh teresa rose says uh here let me help you on white terrorists take over wildlife refuge you're welcome uh our girl lisa uh saboteur at block diva uh she was responding to it hashtag america terrorism hashtag america fascism hashtag oregon under attack hashtag bundy bros uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, uh another person said um willy wonka six says that is the most sugar-coated headline i've ever seen stop giving us white people headlines like that um <laughs> our girl angry black lady Imani, uh she says are you fucking serious with that headline <laughs> 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 uh someone took the picture of the um let me see if i can put this. oh i can't put this in the chat um uh, it won't allow you to individually click on it uh oh let me see open a new tab let me see if i can put the picture in here because it's fucking hilarious someone took a the picture and photoshopped it and fixed it for abc and sent it back to them (laughs) they put put a red line through it and everything let me put it on screen Uh, instead of instead of peaceful protest instead of peaceful protest it says armed infiltration and instead of refuge action it says militia takeover and they sent it back and said you're welcome (laughs) yeah so i replied abc nope um yeah you misspelled armed terrorist takeover failure of building there easy mistake to make and then hashtag fuck you bundy hashtag bundy hashtag nra terrorist um so yeah uh they deleted the tweet um apparently um and then put it back up so uh (laughs) i don't know what abc news is doing but uh yeah anyway man these 150 militia men that have uh, taken over this building and uh 
nobody seems to be doing anything about it uh mm-hmm. how do you feel karen zero to 100 intervals of 25 for how fucked with you are oh well you bought it up it was 100 i i literally woke up to this mm-hmm. uh and i was like well what the fuck are we talking about because i seen the organ hashtag yeah. and so i started like clicking and reading trying to figure out we know what people had been talking about and yeah uh everybody get uh 100 to me um because the way people are reacting is it's just fucking ridiculous you know um and it makes you mad and race is involved but when you try to talk to people everybody act like this has absolutely positively nothing to do with race when in in reality it has everything to do with race Mm -hmm. there would be no negotiation we Mm -hmm. wouldn't be talking the uh federal government everybody would be swarming everybody would be flooding you will you there will be no explaining yourself there will be no cameras uh there unless they was filming your ass getting whooped you know and it's amazing how you know they've been doing this and there was no nbc no nbc no fox news nobody was covering anything there was a helicopters nobody was you know wall-to-wall coverage of this but you let a fucking black person sneeze too hard in the wrong neighborhood and 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 we got 24-hour coverage on it get the fuck out of here i'm sorry 100 all right so karen says 100 what about you aisha I'm just going to say ditto what Karen said. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> it, it just makes you mad, especially when you when you think about the things in Ferguson and, and how these people yeah. have no weapons and all that stuff and how they got treated and how people got attacked in their motherfucking homes. I, 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 I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I give it 100 as well. I give it 100. So it looks like around 100 for everybody. Yep. Um, I also last night, now this... <laughs> this brought me to tears and rage at the same time i don't right. even know how to describe the emotion i had oh, this was hilarious but uh i saw this clip go out on Deadspin where dexter manley who is um mostly well known for playing in the in the nfl while not being able to read for most of his career oh uh joe theisman says he used to bring a newspaper in and hold it upside down and pretend to be reading it (gasps) uh yeah like people would be like we we know you can't read so now i'm not judging him for not being able to read right that happens and that's mostly a failure of the system correct it tells you how little they think of these athletes they they talk about college is so important but how i do get through three years of college and into the nfl without being able to read obviously you guys are professors yeah you're not interested in educating <laughs> that man let's can we stop pretending that is just pay the guys i mean y'all need, y'all really don't care so mm-hmm. um at any rate he says dumb stuff all the time we've talked about it on balls league sports our sports spinoff podcast where uh he's like insinuated that troy aikman was gay on the air like wow yeah he says things that are inappropriate last night it was no different this one uh kind of takes the cake i'll play the clip for you guys and this is the longer clip let's see he doesn't he just doesn't become shaken in in the face of adversity and that for a young quarterback is crucial to being successful yeah i would say a lot of it, he got the protection up front yeah. and gets yeah, the ball out of his hand that, that makes a big difference he gets the ball he goes through his progression he reads the defense and robert you know as a quarterback most of the black quarterbacks they like running because they're probably used to running from the laws <laughs> and so i think more importantly is that uh this guy's going through his progression. What? What? To come after that, but I will say this about about Kirk Cousins. Mm. Oh. What? 
yep now my favorite part i'm gonna put this in the chat because oh. i actually took a screenshot this of this is the best and i've been sitting is his around suit? is his suit i just saw his suit that he was wearing uh n- well his uh kool-aid man suit is horrendous but yes, the is. screenshot i specifically took uh is the white man who has to talk after him right he would and his it. reaction directly after hearing these comments and realizing what was going on <laughs> he wasn't ready he was not ready now I, in all fairness i know that this is a completely irrational statement i'm about to make i want him fired too and it's, and it's only because of that be, face i'm just you like have to be professional on your job no it's not reasonable karen i know it's not reasonable because i would laugh too even if, i know i would too. even if you told me he was going to say that before we went on the air i would be like come on man you nah. can't do that you like how you gonna expect me to sit next to this man on camera with him saying the dumbest fucking thing i ever heard in my life and not laugh <laughs> and he laughed he like he tried he held that laughing so good but it just failed him like his face it was all over his face so let me play it one more time because I, I just had to play this one more time he just, just doesn't become shaken in, in the face of adversity and that for a young quarterback is crucial to being successful yeah, I would say a lot of it, he got protection up front yeah. and gets yeah, the ball sure. out of his hand. That, that makes a big difference. He gets the ball, he goes through his progression, he reads the defense. And Robert, you know, as a quarterback, most of the black quarterbacks, they like running because they're probably used to running from the laws. And so I think more important <laughs> is that uh, this guy has gone through his progression and he just plays well. Uh, yeah, that's going to be hard to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to come off after that. But I will say this about, about Kirk Cousins. He has not gotten hit at all this year. Though. How many times? Yo, that white dude, and he deserves an Oscar because he got his shit together much faster than I would have. He's like, can uh, he read yet? I don't know. I feel like that's <laughs> definitely not on the teleprompter what he said. Sure ain't. I mean, he's talking about reading defense. It's some nerve, some <laughs> nerve of that man. But yeah, he. Right. Um, and what's he worse is nobody addressed that. They just let that roll, huh? No. I mean, what can you say? I want to see the face of the other black dude on staff who was like, what? They, they didn't show his face. Yeah, that, that white dude was laughing. I wondered that brother was over there like, this motherfucker, this is why I don't want to work with him. <laughs> right, I told them I didn't want to work with him. But they <laughs> signed him up. He has a pad in front of him. Maybe he's just drawing. (laughs) (laughs) He he got animals on there. And and as soon as he said that, he probably drew, he probably wrote this nigga, this nigga. Man, so I tweeted the video out last night and I was was sleepy and I was going to bed. My phone was man folks rode on fire like i can't even read all the comments it was hilarious and i can't even read all the names y'all called him man damn Woo! it was bad i didn't know he was already on folks list i ain't saying he earned he didn't earn it because he did yeah he did i'm just saying i don't <laughs> use the words y'all was using y'all was mm-hmm. killing him oh man they call him uncle ruckus oh a bunch of times <laughs> that was a very familiar one uh i can't even most uh, there was so many people that just responded with the word coon and no other explanation oh like people were very upset um so yeah I, he apologized for it later by the way uh oh we, yeah they, they yeah they they went go come on now all the angry letters and emails and funk i bet you that shit blew up they was like no sir you got to put an apology now my favorite thing about this apology is it was so haphazard it's so end of the show it's eight seconds long and the last two seconds is the broadcast sign off so 
it's like in the middle of the apology the, the, it cuts to like abc1 and then just it turns off like that's it so you aren't hearing a truncated version of his apology this is the whole apology i'm about to play all right here we go i made a comment about this black quarterback mm-hmm. stuff uh, i do apologize and you know i say some things that i don't think about sometimes and- are you serious <laughs> no they didn't now i don't know if there's a play in the chat i'm gonna put it in the chat for you guys if you want to see it yourself like it's he had more seconds. to say but they was like nope it cuts to abc's logo in the middle of it like they didn't even give a fuck dude he's like i just need to apologize and i get these black qu- and get confused and then yeah, oh, you, wow good night the more you know the hand and you know what i bet you they did that it was like we're gonna cut you off when you say some more fucked up shit <laughs> oh they gifted know i needed this in my life until this moment oh this needs to be a thing i'm putting this on twitter oh yes that's the perfect that's my perfect reaction that is great he tried so hard but he fought it that's my favorite part is he fights the laugh he He wanted to laugh right away and he just like nope it's like you at a funeral and like someone farted or something just like not nope not gonna this isn't the time rod oh I know he was talking to himself in his adult voice. You know how you do that sometimes when something really fucked up happens. You're just like, sometimes people use the bathrooms on themselves. It's not funny. He may have a serious heart condition. Just calm down and then you start laughing. All right. Let's, uh, so zero to a hundred, Karen. For Dexter Manley and his, um, commentary, I guess is the best word to describe that. <laughs> He get a hundred because that was very fucked up. His comments. Uh-huh. That but, is that is literally. I'm not joking. That is the most racist thing I've ever seen about sports on TV, and that's after Rush Limbaugh's um, comments. Like, yeah, like, remember we said that about uh, people was only rooting for Donovan McNabb because he was black. Mm-hmm. That is now the second most racist thing <laughs> that I've ever seen on live TV about <laughs> football. Oh, that's some good cooning dog that's a real good cooning oh that was Mm-mm-mm. like 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 his cooning level was on fleek <laughs> he, said, he said the laws not the law the laws not the police officers so, so it's more than one the laws it's more than one law which which laws jaywalking laws um uh no, all of them he no, running from all the laws no parking laws no smoking laws <laughs> what are the laws they're um, breaking all the laws out there on the field that's all he, but he running from the fashion police that's his thing <laughs> <laughs> he's breaking the laws of fashion yes he is they need to arrest him and redress him aisha what would you give it zero to a hundred i'm giving him a 75 for the comments and a 25 for that hair oh yeah someone oh nick juice said his why does his hair look like he's wearing a yarmulke oh yeah yeah um all right man let's get into guest the race man we're we're almost we're almost done man it's flying by i'm I'm enjoying this uh here we go now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going all across podcast land we play or read articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today the chat room and aisha callahan who writes for the root to guess the race and the chat room plays along and they are racist <clears throat> all right 
let's go to our first article um and guess the race how about let's see uh this guy's a piece of shit let's talk about him oh uh a 270 pound sarasota father played video games and smothered his six-year-old son at the same time oh that's a lot going on what you just said yep um yep he's, i'm gonna say he's white because he's in florida mm, don't even need no details okay i'm gonna <laughs> now for the rest of you racist people in the chat room i will get provided details all right uh, he's 275 pounds he's playing uh, 70 pounds he's playing a video game at the same time he uses body weight to smother his son who was six years old um they said the the se- the boy's seven-year-old sibling watched the horrific christmas eve incident unfold uh the sibling reported seeing the father james rick dearman 31 years old smother the boy on the couch as dearman played a video game with his live-in girlfriend deputies responded to the home in inglewood about 10 10 p.m they arrived to find paramedics performing cpr on a six-year-old boy in the living room uh one of the deputies saw a bruise on the boy's back the six-year-old boy was transported to the hospital where it's pronounced dead detectives later interviewed the girlfriend ashley cole who said that she and dearman lived together at the home cole told detectives that at 7 30 the couple told the two children to go to bed the children sleep on the floor with blankets in a separate room Ooh, they don't got a bed Ooh yeah they're gonna have a problem with that they're going to jail cole said the children would not go to sleep and ran around the bedroom she said that dearman got up from the couch forced both children to stand there facing the wall cole said that the six-year-old boy got caught watching her and dearman play video games dearman then became angry and put the boy on the couch made him lie on his side on the couch with his face against the rear couch cushions and then pinned the boy against the couch using his body weight the boy screamed that he could not breathe and was trying to free himself detectives say dearman ignored the boy's pleas and he and cole continued to play video games uh after she gonna catch an accessory charge yes she is at the five minutes the boy became motionless dearman and cole then went to the garage to smoke a cigarette and left the boy on the couch what listen karen the nicotine ain't gonna smoke itself okay when cigarettes is calling you got to go even if oh, even even if your kid turning blue on the couch you just got to go smoke it's you gotta go smoke your marlboros your newports your virginia slims whatever it is um 10 minutes after that they returned from the garage and they saw him laying on the couch and of course he was blue not breathing so then they ran into the garage she ran into the garage to pray how did this would really be the time to at least call the police or try to oh do cpr my God. why would you just oh i'm gonna go pray on it i just <laughs> something will happen uh dearman called 911 and attempted to perform cpr until the paramedics came detectives later interviewed the dead child sibling who witnessed the alleged abuse when asked about the victim the sibling responded when dad squashed him he got dead mm. oh my God. well that that is what happened. <laughs> that squat. That is squashing. Very factual info. That's a smart seven-year-old. Right. The sibling demonstrated the detectives how the the victim was pinned against the couch and said the victim was crying and needed to use the restroom, but was denied. Dearman was arrested and charged with aggravated child abuse. Aggravate. That's it. Yeah, um, felony child abuse. Then on Thursday they changed it to aggravated manslaughter of a child. Okay, that sounds better. Dearman is being held without bond in Sarasota County Jail. The medical examiner is con- conducting an autopsy to determine the cause of death. Um, so guess the race. Aisha's on record. I say he was white. white. All right. It's, it's Florida. 
let's check the chat it is florida let's check the chat room <laughs> making a murderer steve avery white the <laughs> yeah if i was white i would just be like make a documentary about me man help me get out they're like but you did it i know they don't care no they don't just just fucking convince them i'm a human the florida <laughs> branch of the steve avery family mayonnaise monsters white why did that the hut smothering babies beneath his butt Mm, that rhymed mm. it's a it's all it's about ethics and gaming white call of duty mayo ops <laughs> oh. multitasking that's that's that pull up body your bootstrap strategy that comes with white power fat bastard white breaking bad white mayonnaise monster and chalk man everyone went white and everyone Ooh. got it correct yes, good job <laughs> oh god yeah oh dead hair yeah he probably was online calling people niggers on call of duty and shit <laughs> crushing that 50 yeah. that 40 to 50 pound child is someone crying in the background of your call of duty game nah man <laughs> get up noob um all right let's see let's talk about another father okay a frustrated father this one is a good good father though okay okay we're not, we're not going talk bad about this man a frustrated father's letter to macy's ceo spurs new changing table inside of the store's men's room Mm. yeah that's right crying baby with a dirty diaper is always a stressful situation for a parent especially if they're not close to home very stressful well one father trying to shop at a macy's in prince george's county was even more stressed out because he couldn't find a place to change you you said you said black already prince george's county all right, so let me play it for the rest of you guys that might not know. I like Aisha. She's fast on the gun. His son's diaper. And what that father did next might have dads cheering across the country. Matt Acklin joining us now to explain. I love this story. This is a great story. Yeah, well, you, you're you both married, and I know you have a couple of kids. Did Mike ever complain about not having a changing table? He didn't because usually I did the changing, but... Oh, Mike. Truth comes out. No, no, I, I would say because he didn't go shopping in Macy's, but it was, uh, <laughs> you know, at the airports they do have changing stations well this gentleman anthony do went to a macy's searched three floors looking for a changing station he mm. couldn't find one and so he was really upset so what did he do he was so upset he went home and decided to write to the ceo of macy's and boy did that get results Anthony Dew and his adorable four-month-old son, Jeremiah, set out in early December to get some Christmas shopping done. But any father know you got to change the diaper before you get started. As they walked into the Macy's <laughs> at the Mall of Prince George's, little Jeremiah was fussy. He needed a new diaper. I couldn't find a changing table. Uh, at that point, I was stuck because unless a baby is content, you got that dry diaper. They searched every floor, alerted management, and then frustrated decided to leave Macy's without spending a dime. Anthony got home and wrote to Macy's CEO and chairman of the board, Terry Lundgren, on behalf of all fathers who just need access to changing stations. I wrote the letter to the chairman. I'd like to take it to the top. And boy, did that do the trick. The store manager was on a work trip when the big bosses contacted him. Ooh. So I immediately you know, got out of the event and made a couple phone calls and... Um, we put a team together and started work uh, almost immediately. Here's the finished product. Not only a new changing station, but a renovated men's room. 
a pleasant place for dads to change kids. Jeremiah's mom is proud of her husband and amazed how quickly Macy's took action. I was quite surprised, actually, that it was within the same week. <laughs> so I was very surprised, actually. And on behalf of all fathers, Anthony says all businesses should keep this in mind. Babies matter and a change in station, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Anthony Dew wrote to us. Plot twist. That's Dexter Man. He didn't want anyone to get in trouble. <laughs> he said, my baby got fast from running from the laws. Oh. <laughs> uh so uh you sticking with black? Yeah, I'm sticking with black. All right, let's check the chat room. Mufasa ain't the only father with African blood looking out for his young black, says Cass. Uh his mama and them call him aunt. <laughs> that is funny. I've never met a white dude named Ant. <laughs> There's a lot of Anthony's, no ants. The white newscaster scenes pleasantly surprised must be one of those good black fathers. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> it's like they laugh and put their hand on his shoulder. I've heard of you, so you I, do exist. So you're the one. Oh, only black people name their kids Jeremiah. Mm. Uh, that one father who just happened to have his kid while he was looking for Jordans. Oh, Joe Spacey, you evil Aww. motherfucker. Dexter, Man- Dexter Manley hairline black. He did go out for cigarettes that day, Black. <laughs> unlike, <laughs> unlike Dexter Manley, this Black man can read. Oh, black, man. although I'm surprised he's in his kid's life. Oh, oh. oh. I mean, he's shopping at PG Mall. So, mm. I mean, you think, only Black people shop there. So do you think that means the white malls already got changing stations? They're just, <laughs> it's just some Black malls? <laughs> I just know PG Mall. <laughs> What if it's only the black malls or they like, don't put changing stations in the black, in the fathers. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, anyway, the correct answer is black. Oh, uh, he dresses like Dexter Manley also. What is does. that? I like that he dressed up for the news. <laughs> Cause you know he wasn't shot that day. He probably had on sweats, and, you know. And he got those pants from PG Mall also. Mm-hmm. From uh, <laughs> from one of them stores named Threads with a Z or Vine. <laughs> the same place that sells Steve Harvey suits. That's yeah. where he got those pants from. Oh what yeah. Would a salesman talk to you like pimps? Oh. Hey, come here, young blood. Come here, young blood. You know you look good in some purple. <laughs> what you you like a polka dot and man that, and that coat you know what and i feel bad k and g yep k and g that's where he got his pants from yeah. 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 Men there. yeah yeah k yeah, yeah. k and g you might get chose well you look like an argyle man come here you ever had some purple argyle <laughs> no well you're gonna get all the bitches you like man i don't think <laughs> This ain't a good sales tactic. I don't think this is how you're supposed to be talking no, no, to me. I don't, I don't think I need to be here. And, and before we go on, mm-hmm. uh, is okay, me and Roderick was watching F is for Family, a yeah. series on Netflix. Yep. And in one of the series, the little boy went into, like, the men's uh, restroom mm-hmm. at the sporting facilities. Yeah. And this is my, my privilege as a woman because – women don't have like peace dolls you know we got to sit down and shit so everywhere we go in the bathroom it's always individual sections mm-hmm. so we don't have to piss out in front of everybody and the uh, in the cartoon it was like this trough and dudes was like pissing the trough and i looked at roger in the maze going is that real and right said yes i was like nigga y'all piss in troughs 
yeah. are you serious like savages for I, I was literally amazed i have a this is this is my vagina privilege because i was like nigga no yes. I, I shut a door yeah it's disgusting i i i personally hate live sporting events partially because of that i was looking i was looking at that little boy i was traumatized with the little boy i was like oh god oh oh, oh what, what all people do is drink alcohol and piss and then there's this long trial and you just stand next to each other with no no partition in between you right and then you just piss next to each other into the trough and motherfuckers we want to talk and it's all strangers and it's it's too much i can't no it's not a no i'm not okay with this and any and because everyone's drunk it's like a a cesspool in there it's just pee everywhere anyway yeah so even if you do get to a stall it's gonna be horrible in that stall it's a it's a, a horrific traumatizing situation i don't know why people enjoy live sporting events when the bathroom is part of that event i prefer watching it at home oh that's disgusting oh my gosh i did mm-hmm. i just didn't know you know it traumatized me i mean because i understand y'all peeing shit but it traumatized me enough that y'all didn't like shut off while you pissing this shit like y'all got to piss in front of each other yeah. and then you got to piss in front of each other all together in a fucking strong oh. and it's not okay no it is not I, my reaction to that is like aisha's reaction to watching porn at 10 like ugh. <laughs> it's uh, it's, i couldn't believe like i remember the first time i saw that trial i was like why are y'all acting like y'all are okay with this right, okay right and, and can you, we not like petition somebody to get some privacy up in there this is it, this it, is not okay it would make sense to have privacy so i understand why nobody considers putting a baby <laughs> stall in there because nobody wants their child around this pew well hold on, hold on. not every bathroom's like that sporting events okay at, at, so at macy's just, is, no at, at macy's you have urinals okay so and then they'll have like a little partition between you and the next guy oh so it's just at the stadiums yeah yeah okay i'm about to say because that's it's like splash, it's like splashback situations i don't know how short, uh. i don't know what short people and children do i don't even know like this is completely inappropriate anyway let's go to the bonus round of guest race no i just thought i'd bring that out because I, I was really shocked and surprised i can, I can tell because i don't this, have a penis so i don't never experience this this segment wasn't even <laughs> scheduled i don't even know <laughs> this is all this is all freestyle here folks uh i'm all right getting to the bonus round <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Bonus round against the race. So far, Aisha is two for two. But will she succeed in the bonus round where everything's worth double the points and double the racism? I don't know. We'll see. You getting nervous yet? Yeah, I'm a little nervous now. All right. A Wisconsin man threw... (laughs) Threw a beer bottle at a, at a bartender for putting on Christmas music. Oh, oh shit. Bar humbug, huh? Yep. A, ma- a man in Madison, Wisconsin was arrested after he threw a beer bottle at a bartender who changed the music in the, in the bar from Black Sabbath to a Christmas tune. Oh, who's a Black Sabbath? Black Sabbath is a, I believe, a rock, a and rock group. heavy yeah. metal group heavy metal yeah i think they might be one of those ones with the people that you can't understand when they oh they scream real hard and loud yeah i think i don't know about screaming hard i think it's one of those ones where they talk like let me see okay let me see if i can play one (laughs) 
just way too much yeah and they also made iron man i think i've heard that first one before. yeah you watched the marvel movie then you've heard it they play it several times i'm just gonna go out on a limb mm-hmm. and just say this was not a black person okay all right well there's a lot of races <laughs> out there i'm just going so you you're ruling out he was not asian okay <laughs> and he was just white okay all right it's just this is white people shit through the process yes. of deduction wisconsin Aisha's... black sabbath mm. that's just you know well, obvious uh, the officer spoke to many patrons of the bar and identified the suspect as Christopher Gambioke. Um, oh wait, Gamboic, Gamboic, um, who and called him intoxicated and violent. The 33 year old oh. was upset because the bartender changed the music from Black Sabbath to Christmas music. Uh, he chugged his glass bottle of Budweiser beer. <laughs> Not the Budweiser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was fed up. See? Then he, then he, White man. Then he slammed it down on the counter. <laughs> that he paid two dollars for he threw a bottle of beer in the direction of the female bartender's head after he yelled expletive expletives at her oh it wasn't her fault i wonder what he said bitch he <laughs> called it a c word that's what yeah. white men love calling women they do love that that's their word <laughs> it is i don't even i didn't honestly god i didn't know anyone got offended by cunt because i didn't know it existed me yeah until i watched deadwood and then everybody <laughs> on there got called that and then because i watched deadwood and i had never met anybody in real life that had even said that word or had a problem with it like i was like oh did you see that when he called so-and-so a cunt and then that was back when i had white friends and then like they they like like their girlfriends would be like don't say that and i was like what oh my god is that like yeah, terrible? you can't say this you can't call white people cunt Mm-mm. they don't like that nope that's like white women's n-word you know oh okay yeah 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 uh so anyway um other patrons in the bar prevented gamboic from going behind the counter at oh he was gonna beat her up oh, <laughs> all she doing is just just serving you beer yo he was gonna beat her up for christmas music during this is the warm christmas she, she didn't change it how come christians are calling this the warm christmas this the real warm christmas mm-hmm. he really was gonna beat her ass for playing christmas music during christmas he was like I that's why he's white uh yeah he's worried you know what so many people are worried about like starbucks putting happy holidays on the cups this is that's the war on christmas Mm -mm. this dude is gonna beat your ass if you hear christmas music this is a war on christmas and you and he gets a pass his uncle eventually intervened and directed him to the door but he had his fist (laughs) clenched and was gonna walk around the bar he left the bar but pulled down a christmas tree and broke several delicate ornaments fuck yo rudolph he kicked it off the tree this dude's hardcore man police came to his residence and when they did he rushed towards the officers oh he was still lit he was threatened with a taser before he was taken into custody threatened with oh jesus he said he said gender-based obscenities towards a female officer oh Oh, some more of them c's aisha was right it was definitely the c's told you Mm. man (laughs) she was all the c's right you know, got like the racist six cents. <laughs> Gamboic is, is facing disorderly conduct and criminal damage to property charges. Mm, nothing for threatening that officer. Okay. Um, so guess the race, guys, of Mr. 
christopher gamboic in the chat room let's see what they say um cheese head banger death metal bob cratchit <laughs> white oh, madison no. wisconsin black sabbath and budweiser very white has been visited by the lice fairy before white doll oh. hc says he still tipped better than the brother that requested the temptation silent night oh <laughs> that's fucked up hc that's fucked up uh all of this and he wasn't shot down white heading to oregon to join his uncle daddy in oregon the bundy range supporter white the one white man who observes kwanzaa (laughs) he wouldn't have been requesting no black savvy uh denim vest with the pins on it white upset jesus was a jew white oh the correct answer is white he is white oh god um and he knows how to rock too (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that pick <laughs> he just looks like i'm confused he's like i can't mm. believe i i can't even believe these motherfuckers hate black sabbath this much <laughs> all right like he was like was, that was sleeveless t-shirt on also is his sleeves rolled up or something no, it looked like they probably cut off it's like yeah he got the sleeveless joint going mm-hmm. <laughs> like right before that picture looks like that looks like the after picture of right when somebody just told you to go fuck yourself you know like man go fuck yourself click got that oh my god all right man last thing we do before we get out of here gotta talk about sword ratchetness Should have put that Black Sabbath back on. A suspect was arrested wielding a wooden sword. A man wielding a wooden sword was assaulted multiple people Friday night. The officers responded to a report of an assault about 11 p.m. on Friday. Um, An 18-year-old man allegedly hit two people with a wooden samurai sword. The victims (laughs) were found with injuries, including one who was hit in the shoulder and one who was hit in the arm. There were also more witnesses on the scene. It appears the victims and the sword welder may know each other. Officers recovered the wooden sword and arrested the suspect who is facing, uh, awaiting formal charges. So that people go, you know, well, it's just a wooden sword, guys. It's, a, it's capable of hurting people, guys. <laughs> it's the sword part is more important than the wood part. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man with a sword tries to steal toilet paper. Oh, right. <laughs> you can have all the toilet paper, sir. All uh, the charming. Clackamas County deputies arrested a man early Tuesday morning for breaking into an insurance office and trying to steal toilet paper. They had the best toilet paper in town. What's happening here? Deputies got a 911 call about 2.30 a.m. regarding a man acting suspiciously throwing items over a fence at a state farm insurance office. Deputies found the back door of the building broken and saw a suspect inside trying to hide. They say he was trying to steal a vacuum cleaner DVDs and large packs of Charmin and Kirkland toilet paper. <laughs> Never heard of Kirkland. <laughs> that's not like drug addict drug addict behavior like he was gonna sell all that like he don't even know what that like who buys dvds and oh i got this vacuum cleaner man like that's some that's some crackhead shit you know where you just got random items for sale like they don't none of of them go together make sense they just with somebody's belongings uh man you want an industrial vacuum cleaner 
no Mm-mm-mm-mm. three dollars okay for three dollars yes i i was my was my wallet <laughs> <laughs> somebody said that's costco brand yeah oh. <laughs> the deputies tried to get the man to come out but he refused then they sent in kilo who is a sheriff's office k9 mm, kilo got him up out of there kilo. Yeah. i like the day kilo is black i like the day it put a picture of kilo in mm-hmm. this article but not the criminal because kilo matters yeah they're like officer kilo on the job he handled his business he went and got that <laughs> kilo gets him every time yeah <laughs> they got an american flag in the background of kilo's picture yeah, that's my patriotic dog uh kilo found the suspect right away and pulled on him and tried trying to get him out according to deputies a struggle ensued and the suspect pulled out a large knife that looked like a samurai sword the suspect tried to stab kilo several times he missed oh my Ke- god how you gonna stab the dog right that's how you get killed they would have killed him <laughs> he'd have stabbed that dog yeah but he missed kilo and damaged the nearby drywall then he got bit by kilo in the process yeah kilo was like oh you won't stab me take some of this <laughs> nelson who's 37 is currently on parole for burglary he is charged with burglary attempted assault of a police animal and resisting arrest mm. attempted assault on a police animal at least they said animal i thought it was gonna say officer because i feel like dogs count <laughs> yeah they do he probably gonna get some time anyway um watch out for these people with these swords man they'll sneak in your office and steal your shit man um Aisha, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Ah, it was great, man. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, make sure you guys read uh, her stuff on the Mm -hmm. root.com. Like I said, if not, you'll be hearing it through the show anyway. (laughs) Um, so it's like you already are a fan of hers, whether you know it or not. True. Uh, and follow her on Twitter. She's Yisha Callahan. No, no I. Right? Like Y E S H A callahan yes. one word yes. no space all right it's not yesha it's not uh it's i still just say aisha to be careful guys just <laughs> i don't want to get it wrong um but uh, and also make sure you check out the book man crush we'll have a um link to it um in the show notes so if you want to um pre-order it you can and uh get it for your kindle or hardback edition or mm-hmm. whatnot and uh you know find out who her first crush was just oh, remember. also, I forgot to mention TV show. I forgot to mention it. Yeah, what? Okay, what is it? Give. What is um. It? Well, we are going into production on the nineteenth for a pilot for We TV. Me and my writing partner. Okay. Mm. So hopefully that'll get picked up. Is and it? Is it something where like it'll be like um, available on the web or something that? That'll be on We TV. Okay. So it's 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 we're creating it with the creator of the Daily Show okay mm. all right well look um if you want to come back on and promote it at any point or anything you know you're know. definitely welcome back man we'll love to uh show our support thank you all right guys we'll talk to you tomorrow where listen the news we didn't get to right is uh, is ridiculous i like i we couldn't do it all guys like i gotta watch football at some point but there's a video of preachers who are defending that uh the right that god wants them to have luxurious private jets to avoid uh air, airline passengers like with dope and demons um mm-hmm. there's also the affluenza teen's mom who uh apparently uh helped him get uh pay a strip club bill and had a gun in the hotel room <laughs> uh bill cosby news eddie griffin defends bill cosby Mm-mm. yep i really enjoyed undercover brother that's sad <laughs> um and uh 
a bunch of other stuff man donald trump is being used to recruit al-qaeda people so great job future president uh we'll talk to you guys tomorrow make sure you guys go to adamandeve.com and uh use code tbgwt and get all your free stuff and your discounts and porn that won't make you throw up um until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.